What's up, guys? My name is Mario. My name is Pau. Welcome, Welcome back. back to the Vive Con Huevos podcast. It feels so weird without Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait, where's Jesus? <laughs> I was like, ah. Oh. <laughs> Welcome back, guys, to episode numero 30. We have a oh, that's a good number. That is. And then our guest... Just turned 30 this year, right? Yeah, yeah. Hey. Celebrating Shout out to all 30 year olds. <laughs> <laughs> 1993 in the house. Yay. 92? 94. 93, 94. Oh, oh nice. Nice. Yeah. nice. Oh, yeah. So as you guys can tell, we are missing Jesus. He, it's like you guys is. heard this week, he <laughs> is in Rosarito fixing his car. Yeah. So shout out to Jesus and uh, shout out to the dog he ran over. <laughs> Rip. <laughs> <laughs> hope, uh, hope, hope he made it to doggy heaven. Yeah. But today in, um, scratch that up. But today we have someone super special. Both Bao and I have been super excited for yes. this podcast ever since I told her that we were going to have him on. Not only because this guest has a dedicated channel to Coachella, and you guys know on this channel, we, we love, love Coachella. Coachella. <laughs> There's not one episode that we don't talk about this damn festival. Um, but not only does this guy, is not only is he super inspiring to me, I've been following him for ages. <laughs> Literally. Literally, ages. He operates his own family business. Like I said, he has a dedicated YouTube channel to Coachella the valley to artists you name it um has a podcast where he highlights different artists and he interviews local bands um but he actually just started this this year right angel this year he started oh, last summer last summer uh an event called desert underground where he actually brings in these local gar uh, artists and and bands and gives them a stage to perform you know it's it's one of those things that's honestly super inspiring a lot of us have these crazy ideas but never actually put it into motion and to me when i saw that it was super super inspiring and i couldn't wait to have him on you know we love to yeah. support local here we love local <laughs> here um and honestly your story has been super inspiring to me like i said i've been following you for like years um kind of like full circle moment how it all happened um And honestly, I, I really can't say nothing less than your story is super inspiring to me. So without further ado, I know you guys have been waiting for a minute and I lag on this podcast. <laughs> like our boy, Al, and thank you for his wife, lovely wife, Alex, too, for joining us. Yes. But we have today our boy, Angel Thomas in the Ooh. house. Thank you for having me, bro. Thank you for the kind words, bro. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I love Coachella, too. That's the, the reason I started making the content. Because, well, I'm from the Coachella Valley, so yeah. I've been going to Coachella since 2009. Wow. And I was going to Coachella forever and never made content about it. I started making content in 2015. And then 2018, that's when I kind of started making Coachella content. Yeah. And I saw, like, the numbers, and then people were like, oh, can you make tip videos? Started making tip videos, and then um, unofficially just became, you know, a Coachella channel. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it kind of became your niche. Yeah. yeah. That was your niche. But it's, it's crazy because I think... At that age, at that, at that time, when you started, like, uh, making those videos, there wasn't really anything out there that really, like, gave you um, these tips for Coachella. Like, hey, you know what? <laughs> bring a hydration pack. Yeah. <laughs> you got to bring this in your bag. Yeah, the only Coachella videos was, like, 
survival guides there we go influencer vlog yeah yeah yeah, like, yeah you know and it's definitely something where like at least like for me uh, at that point now it's tiktok but at, the, at that point youtube was like my main point of like Video. verifying things and mm -hmm. trying to find things out so like for me it was really great to see like i could just go on youtube and hop on and be like what do i need for coachella and then here comes angel chavez with these sick ass videos <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> survival guides of how to survive you know three days out in the desert I also feel like 2018 was the year to start that because yes. I feel like that's the year that everybody started like, OK, looking things up for that type yeah. of like those type of things, you know? Yeah. 2018 was my, I, I'm a Coachella bandwagon. <laughs> 2018 <laughs> was my first year, but I swear it was like the best year ever because I just thought it was. Like well, that was the Beyonce year, year yeah. too. Yeah. Eminem, was, yeah. Beyonce. Uh -huh. um, the, third, the weekend? No. It was the weekend. The third headliner? Mm. Was he the headliner though? I remember I didn't like his set that year. I was like. Was, him. I know Sunday was Eminem, mm -hmm. Saturday was Beyonce, but I don't remember who was on Friday. I don't remember who was on Friday either. I was there for the vibes. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it almost doesn't matter what the lineup is. Yeah. It's yeah. going to be fun either way. Yeah. yeah. So um, just to mention on the Desert Underground, so I've been doing these shows featuring local artists, but not even local now. We're expanding. We had an artist from Santa Ana in the last one. Oh, nice. Oh, cool. And um, from Joshua Tree, and we're trying to get more Still artists. Still kind of local, right? Kind of local, <laughs> yeah. And... Um, I was trying to call it Coachella Underground. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but then someone suggested, like, I have a friend that's a lawyer. He's yeah. like, you probably shouldn't be using the name Coachella because they, they, they like to, like, trademark yeah. that. Even though it's in the city of Coachella. But we're like, damn, we, it can't be Coachella Underground. Yeah. So let's call it, like, we, we, we put a whiteboard, all the names you could think of. And we went with, like, the most basic, you know, Desert Underground or Coachella Underground then Desert Underground. I was like, yeah, let's just try that. And um, it was one event last July. So July 30th of 2022, which is almost going to be a year. Yeah. And um, then we had like 350 people show up. Like wow. just Yay. all local artists. We had some food trucks, food vendors, and um, hired a professional stage, you know, because I like, not that I say, I, I, I like local artists because I've always been around local artists. Mm -hmm. So I have friends that are like musicians or rappers and when I started my podcast, I would interview these people. Mm -hmm. First, you start interviewing your friends. You're kind of getting the, the gist of it. And then when I was talking to them, you know, they're like, oh, there's not enough venues or no one ever wants to book these kind of artists or hip hop. And then I was like, I could tell 2022. Then I, everything was just clicking. I'm like, damn, this artist is sick. But is this artist that good or that production that's behind it yeah. at the festival in this stage? Like, yeah, of course, artists is good. They're invited for a reason. But I'm like, I could take somebody... And replace the artists I'm watching right now with, you can name any artist from whatever country or whatever. And it's going to be badass because the production is mm -hmm. so sick. Yeah. So I was like, if we do something good where like the production is good and then we bring some local artists, it's going to be a good environment. You know, and that was like the whole idea. Yeah, That's no, awesome. it, it's actually, a. I mean, I like it. And then yeah. I started, watching, I mean, seeing your guys' video and your production of, of the quality videos that you guys produce. Because I was watching, yeah. we were watching them last night, Bow and I, and I was like, wow, these videos are really cool. Like, <laughs> they are. And it's like yeah. you mentioned earlier off off the off record. Yeah. It's all about the marketing, you know, and like mm -hmm. that really helps like the, t the quality of the video and like the production behind yeah. anything will always help. And sometimes like I see it like in a different way where I feel like these bands and these, these musicians just in general, sometimes they put, they shell out so much money and trying to like yeah. produce their songs that they don't, maybe don't have the money to like actually market themselves or market themselves correctly or wisely, you know? And that's maybe the, I don't know. It's, it's difficult for them for the, so, so for you that put on that platform for them to be able to have that, 
it's it's really nice. And that that's what it comes with our events. Um, it's content yeah. first. Mm-hmm. Well, content second, I guess. So because I've been making YouTube since 2015, technically since 2007. Mm-hmm. That's my first video, but I didn't really consistently start till 2015. Then I got my first camera. Then started like got a better camera. Then my friend invited me to do events. Um, his name's Gato to do like weddings and quinces because mm-hmm. I had a good camera, you know. And um, you're doing events because it's, I mean we all need money, so it's like okay, cool. Like this gig, this baptism. Yeah, we're learning how to make videos um, for clients. So you're just delivering videos, restaurants, and then um, once we did the event, I was like, no matter what it is we can make it look better than it is with sick videos. Yeah. And we're already investing a lot into production and everything. And we come in with, um, it was a combination of, of like three of us. Um, my friend has like two cameras. I have two cameras and my other friend has another camera. So we kind of combine our resources to make like, we're like, hey, let's make the best videos possible. Because at the end of the day, like these artists sometimes are performing at some clubs or something and you never see anything because they don't record themselves or yeah. they don't know how. Or yeah. Yeah. like you said, they're all their time and resources into uh, music production, learning how to make better music, which mm-hmm. is that's, that's what they should be yeah. doing. Yeah, that's yeah, their, that's where the money that's should their be. Passion, yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, now nah, we have to create as much content because the future is content. Yeah. And you have to have content now. So yeah. that's why uh, we have a lot of videos. The future is content. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was, <Yeah>. wow. <laughs> <laughs> Epiphany moment right there. <laughs> so before we get to all the, like, the, the good stuff, because I definitely want to touch on Desert Underground yeah. and, and your and your um, your life on YouTube, because like you said, I, uh, 2007, you said you were posted your first video? My first video, but yeah. But that, that was what, like, your... Wow. Because you were in high school, right? Yeah, so I was a freshman in high school. It was... Um, it was... Part of a class called video productions, mm-hmm. they, they had a film program where they they taught you Final Cut Pro and like mm-hmm. cinematic oh, cool. techniques. Yeah. But I never took that class. Oh, I right. took my freshman year was like a video productions that was like an introduction to video, uh, more for like the morning announcements. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't just video; they also showed you how to use PowerPoint. It was kind of like a, a media mm-hmm. type of class. Yeah. So um, we had to use Windows Movie Maker. I don't know if you guys remember <laughs> that one. On like that was I the do software. remember that. Yeah. <laughs> so they taught us how to use Windows Movie Maker, and then my one of my first projects was um it's called the bell game which is like the big rivalry game india versus coachella the two high schools mm-hmm. the two oldest high schools from the coachella valley and i went to record it, it was me and another student and then uh, we had to make an edit for the morning announcements of like a, a recap yeah so i did the edit with them and then um we had the video they showed it in the morning announcements and then i was like oh let me upload it to youtube and the reason i knew about youtube was because when i was in eighth grade there was a, a teacher who every morning it was the first period you know, everyone's sleeping at seven in the morning, yeah. or like eighth grade or whatever. Don't he would, he would play YouTube videos. He'll play oh, like wow. those like funny, like um, I will survive. And it was like an alien. I yeah. remember that video and like whatever, <laughs> wow. whatever it was in 2007, <laughs> yeah. you know, he would show us those videos to like wake us up. Yeah. And then I knew about YouTube. So when I was a freshman, I was like, oh, I have this video. Let me upload it to YouTube. Like, and I created my channel just to upload that video. Yeah. And, you know, uh, maybe a couple other football videos, some videos I did with my friends, like in the high school years. And then, um. Not that many videos, but then 2015 is when I started, like, fuck, that could be a thing. Like, you could be a YouTuber. Yeah. People are doing this. And, um, dude, I was making Call of Duty videos in 2010. Wow. <laughs> and I should have fucking kept going, you know. I was, or you just didn't know back yeah. then, I like, didn't know. how. I didn't know that was, like, yeah. a career. I would just, I would see some people, and then I would be like, oh, man, I could never be like these people. Like, yeah. their, their production is so sick. So I never wanted to keep going. And I should have stuck to it. I would have, yeah. you know, it would have been different. But things happen for a reason. And, um. The reason I started on YouTube was because in 2015, like I told the family business, mm-hmm. 
I would drive maybe two, three times a week to Orange County. Two hours there, two hours back. And after a long time, it's, music is just too much. Like, yeah. Four hours every day of music, five hours on the freeway. A lot of things to listen to. Yeah. <laughs> it just, yeah, it yeah. just gets, I don't know. So I, I started listening to podcasts. Uh, my friend put me on podcasts and then audiobooks because mm. some of the sponsors for the podcast were audible. Were, yeah. And then I started listening to audiobooks and then I would go on YouTube to watch a book review of what book to get next. Yeah. Then after a while, for some reason, I was like, wait, I could do the same shit they're doing. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking at videos. Let me talk about the books that I read. So I started doing book reviews. That's how I actually started yeah. with content. Book reviews. <laughs> that's really Dang, cool. That's crazy. You've done reviews from everything. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna <laughs> say something you haven't reviewed. <laughs> for real, because I, I was gonna say you you've done a lot of different reviews. Actually, a lot of your early uh, YouTube videos was the book reviews. Yeah, and then you started doing game reviews, right? Yeah, I did games and movie reviews, um, movie reaction videos. Yeah. Um, Do you ever look back at your content? And you're like, damn, this is this is a little cringe, or are you like, or do you not look at it? Um, I hardly look at it, but when I look at it, it's more like nostalgic. Yeah. Like, oh shit, I remember that video. I remember <laughs> that that era, you know, because yeah. it's a different era. But um, yeah, definitely cringe. Like, man, that's that video sucks. <laughs> like, yeah, I look back even a year ago, and I'm like, damn, I could have done a better edit on yeah. this. Or I could have done something better. But I think that's just part of like creating. Yeah. yeah. The more you create, you learn more things, more experience, and you, you, when you look back, it's like, oh man, I could have done this better. But yeah. you know, you gotta you gotta do it in order yeah. to progress. I guess. And you gotta you gotta enjoy the journey too, you know, because I think you I think you hit a key point earlier when you said that, you know, you didn't continue because you wished like your production was on the level of the other people that you were watching on YouTube. And I feel like a lot of early creators right now compare themselves a lot to like maybe like yourself mm-hmm. or other creators on YouTube, and you're like, damn, I wish my production was this good but you didn't get there just overnight you know you had to work consistently and you had to have those cringe videos in order to get where you are right now um so it's i don't know like for us like we were talking about earlier before the pod is like when i hear the first three podcasts like to me they're super cringe like i don't even want them on air anymore because <laughs> i was like first of all i was like super drunk because <laughs> i was super nervous and like yeah. you could hear it on the on the podcast um but you kind of you grow through that you go through that. And, yeah. you know, I applaud you that you kept going because um, definitely when you started, YouTube wasn't as big as it is. Um, I'm not sure if you got like if you ever had like a, like an imposter syndrome or if you ever got like bullied or you felt like you were going to get bullied for posting your stuff online. Because um, at that time, it wasn't really heard m- of. Maybe not bullying, but yeah. definitely I've had some imposter syndrome yeah. just when even recently, like. Yeah. I make a Coachella videos. So at Coachella, a lot of people recognize me. Yeah. They're like, oh, Angel, this, and I've been looking for you all weekend. I'm like, bro. Why? Enjoy the music. I know. There's like a, I don't even know who headlined. Uh, yeah. Fucking. Uh, Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny's, Bad playing, Bunny's on. Don't look for me, bro. Bad Bunny's here, you know. That's what, that, yeah. sometimes it feels weird. Like, what the hell? But it's cool. I, I appreciate it. And um, yeah, when I started, I mean, you guys' production it's way better than when I started my podcast. Like, <laughs> I didn't even have microphones. It was one camera with no microphones. Really? It was just off um, the... It was the shotgun microphone that oh, you put okay. on the camera, yeah. but, like, the audio sucked yeah. because someone will have, like, a higher pitch than yeah. the other one, so the camera only picks up. So oh, it was just terrible. Yeah. So That's I've how had you know a, you're a day one, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've had terrible episodes. Um, I have problems where, like, you do a whole episode and you forget to record or... Oh. Yeah, shit like that. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a lot of trial and error, and you even see, it happens to this to day. I know yeah. I, it happened to us uh, uh, like about a month ago. We had some friends come over actually from the OC, 
um and then we recorded we did the whole podcast the podcast was actually it was it was, it was a, a great good. podcast and then we i saw the little red button but i saw it too we were <laughs> every, the only thing that recorded was the was the was the phone but you can't hear anything on the phone the audio is yeah. yeah and then i plugged in the sd card into the computer and there was no file with the date of the podcast and i was yeah. like no this did not happen and for like the whole week i just beat myself yeah. up i was like no this couldn't have happened to me <laughs> it was like and i felt so bad because it's one thing where like it's just jesus bow and i recording and like okay we messed up There's nothing recorded that's fine but it's another thing when it's a guest. Someone traveling. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, oh, damn, I got to tell them that it's not coming out. Then you got to tell them, it's like, hey, do you mind coming back? Bro, that just happened to me <laughs> recently. It yeah. was literally, I mean, I don't want to say the most important podcast, but like I had um, Seth Coden. He uh-huh. does like corrido content. Uh-huh, yeah. this, this dude, this white dude who like blew up because he's from like, I think uh, he's from New York. But he was doing like corridos. And because he's white, like, he blew up, like, overnight, yeah. you know, and then people love, like, his reaction. They call him, like, uh, Morchata and this and that. <laughs> yeah. I had uh, a podcast with him, and the audio wasn't the best, bro. And I was like, oh, my. Out of all the guests, like, the audio ended up, like, messing up. I still posted the video. It sounds a little muffled here and there, but um, I just messed up one recently. So yeah. it's like, yeah. it just it just happens, happens yeah. sometimes, you know, you can't. It's a whole learning experience. <laughs> it is. It is. We definitely need, but, like, a like a behind-the-scenes button pusher guy to make sure it's like are we on bro like every 10 minutes (laughs) we'll get there eventually we'll get there eventually uh but back in high school did what did you see yourself doing because i know did you play you played football right and that was that that was a pretty big part of your life so i played football in high school um you guys are like the same person sorry yeah (laughs) every time you like highlight something new i'm like okay i feel like i'm listening to mario's story yeah so i played football um and then I only I didn't play freshman year. So that freshman year I was recording. Like I was a. Mm-hmm. Then I was like I should play football. And then I played sophomore, junior, senior year. And then on after high school, I didn't plan to play. Um, I played at College of the Desert, which is mm-hmm. like community college, junior college football. I didn't. I didn't even. That wasn't even my intention. But like my friend who also played football, his name's Adrian. He's like, hey, let's uh, let's go to football practice. Like, I don't want to go by myself, and I, I'm trying now. I reached out to the coach, and he's like, you should go with me. I was like, fuck, I'll go with you. Let's just, I just want to see what it is, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, because um, I knew I wasn't going to go to the NFL. Like, I was like, I'm sure. I'm an offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. Usually, the people that make it, it's like, you got to be like 6'4", yeah. you know, like a, a bigger frame and everything. So I was like, you know, I'll go, see what's up. And then um, we went to the practice, and I, I just kept showing up and ended up, like, liking how competitive it was because that jump from high school to junior college. So junior college has a lot of division one athletes who yeah. didn't, who didn't make grades. Yeah. And I didn't know that like half of our roster, even though it was right there in the desert, there was people from Florida, Alaska, Oregon, wow. um, Louisiana, uh, yeah. everywhere. It's bro. Like, like a, like, I don't know if you've seen a, uh, Last Chance You on Netflix. Yeah, the same thing. Yeah, the, the like same the, all thing. the Juco. Yeah, it was the Juco is so, so talented. Like some people get in trouble, they couldn't get their grades mm-hmm. up, and they're talented. You know, um, we so on that 2011 team, we had we went to a bowl game. It was pretty cool. We had 11 guys go D1 mm-hmm. from that team. That's crazy. So like, yeah. it was like seven guys on defense went D1. So every day on practice, I was um I was on the second string. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to play in the bowl game a little bit. I was like the sixth man mm-hmm. of the offensive line. So there's five guys. You, I was always like 
left guard, right guard. I would just uh, on in just center, sub in, yeah, sub in for all anybody got hurt, whatever. Practice, yeah. So I would practice more than the starters, but then they would get to play the game. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, every day I practice, I'm going against like D1 athletes, it's bro. Crazy, like because yeah. the D1, the first team defense will go against like the yeah, second, second team, yeah. So I'm going against like top. So every practice felt like a fo- like a game. Yeah. I would come home super tired, and I just love that whole thing. So. Um, I didn't know what I was going to do in high school, like content or anything. Like, I, I just didn't know. Um, did, you, would, did you always, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Did you always think that you were going to take over the, the family business or? Yeah, it was did, kind of like, oh, okay, I'm, 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 I was already working since yeah. high school, you know, yeah. summers, after school, weekends. <laughs> yeah, I know how that is. Right? Next, they, yeah. they make, you know, you, you have to yeah. work with the family. You can't so have fun. <laughs> I knew I was like, okay, I'm going to COD. Um, I'm going to try to get some degree. I, I was trying to get a history degree, but yeah. then I was like. Because my te- my sister was a teacher, and I have other teacher um, family members, but I knew I was gonna eventually work in the towel business. Mm-hmm. Like I, that was like in the back of my head the whole time. So I was like, okay, I'll be doing that, I'm playing football now, and um, I just kept going. I, I didn't really have a a ten year plan or nothing like mm-hmm. that. Like I was just I've been flying even to this day, bro. I just <laughs> I'm just going whatever. Like, going with the flow. Yeah. With the flow. Like, Every day I ask I'm my try- niece what she wants to do in life because I still need ideas. <laughs> <laughs> But it's like no one really has life figured out. No. And the older I get, you realize your parents, you thought they had it figured mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. You're like, my parents didn't know shit. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they were trying to make it themselves, you <laughs> yeah. know, like they're barely surviving. They're barely doing this. And it makes you realize like, oh, shit, like your your perspective changes. But um, yeah, no, I think it's it's good to plan, though. Yeah. So now I'm trying to like, OK, I'm, I'm trying to structure things better. You know, trying to do, I've been trying to do it better, but like, I'm still trying to, yeah, I'm still flying with it. You know? Yeah, no, and definitely, and, and life takes turns, man. And yeah. definitely, like, it's good to have it planned out, but you just never know where life is going to take you. Like, originally, like, my original plan, like, right after high school, was getting into nursing. And I got into nursing school, and it just it wasn't for me. Same thing, we've had a family business my entire life. I always knew, too, in the back of my head, is like, I'm going to take it over, regardless of what I do. Um, ended up dropping out of school, ended up working full time with my dad. Um, then I opened up my own business. We had to close, unfortunately, during COVID. And then I've been kind of like job hopping, trying to figure it out these past three, three years. years. Then Vive Con Huevos has like slowly starting to like blow up. And like even now, like five years down the line, do, do I want to say, hey, yeah, I'm going to be in this job where I'm at right now. But like, I just don't know. Like, hopefully this is the where it's at, you know? <laughs> yeah. Hopefully this is I what we're doing. I pray every yeah. night this is where it's at. <laughs> Make sure you guys like and subscribe, yeah. comment, share yeah. with your friends. Like in five years, I don't want Paulina to be like, remember when he used to make me record for three hours <laughs> once a week? You know? <laughs> um, but you just never know where life is going to take and you. And you say you played football? Like, yeah. What position do you play? So I was kind of all over the place. So I actually started playing football when I was six. Um, I've always been a gordito, so I've always either been on the line whether it was defense or offense. But then in high school, uh, earlier stages, I was a middle linebacker. And then I ended up being on the O-line. And then after that, I played a year at our community college. Oh, nice. Um, well, what school, what high school and what community college? So high school was, it was modern day. It's a local uh, high school oh, here. Oh, yeah. you play at modern day? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> a badass school. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and then community college, I played here at Southwestern College. Uh, so originally... You know, my plans weren't either to make it to the NFL, but, like, I knew I was okay or decent to, like, at least be on one squad yeah. <laughs> after high school. But then, you know, typical story, got hurt, got, like, three concussions my senior year. Oh, shit. Um, explains a lot. <laughs> I still worry about yeah. those concussions. Um, and then 
my first year in junior college, uh, I just went in as a walk-on. And I was like, whatever, like, I'm just going to go try. It's like it's everything that I've known for like the past 19 years of my life. Like, fuck it. What do I got to lose? Yeah. So I went on. Uh, I was on an injury prone list. So they never put me on like the starting line. So I was already second string. And at that point, I was like, at, I hurt. I tore my AC, ACL. And then I had to make a choice. I was like, do I continue to put my body through all this pain and see if I make it? Or should I just stop, put it on the back burner and just focus on my studies? Um, unfortunately, I, I put it on the back burner. But then again, you know, I was like injured so much. I was like, you know what? Like, I just, I don't see myself getting past Juco. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's not worth it. Like yeah. I had this dislocated kneecap twice yeah. when I played a COD. Damn. Like my shit bent back like oh. twice. Like it got out of the socket and it came back. So I didn't yeah. tear any ligaments, but yeah. like it was stretched. My shit got swollen. I had, I was back at practice like six weeks later, but... Yeah. Yeah, just a lot of, and I still have knee problems. Like, I still feel the pain and yeah. shit. So, sometimes it's like, ah, was that even worth it? And then I have a broken finger. Oh, so <laughs> me too. You this one. Some yeah. shit? Like, no, mom, it's casual, lo mismo. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> no! Oh my God! Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> So it's like, a, okay, that's like worse a, than yours. I know, that's worse than mine. Yeah, I broke it up uh, playing football. Uh-huh. So, um, yeah. I was blocking somebody in the running yeah. back, smashed oh, his helmet into my hand. Yeah. Boom. And then I, and then because you, Oh, just wrap it up and yeah. keep playing. So yeah. I still had to practice and play games like that. So Are you just sure kept... you're not my brother, bro? Like... <laughs> For real, long enough, bro. <laughs> so I actually, same thing, I was on the line. My middle finger on this, uh, on this hand, it got stuck on a helmet. Same thing, I was blocking the middle linebacker coming, middle linebacker coming in. I don't know how or when at one point my finger got stuck in a helmet. He went on my right side and my this middle finger like bent all the way back Damn. and i kept playing because there was really not a lot of people on the line i was one of the yeah. better ones and my coach is like he popped it back in and then they put popsicle sticks they wrapped it up and i kept playing yeah but after the game i told my dad i was like hey me lastimé el dedo like can you take me to the hospital <laughs> and i was like i know my music he's yeah, like, it's it's no. yeah. yeah. like you didn't get fucking hurt so i have no feeling from like here up but the the joint or the bone like never reconnected properly, and I can like. Damn. <laughs> so I always make fun of my dad. Sorry for all you audio listeners that like, you can't see what We're I'm doing. Um, I always tell him. So I, like, he'll be drinking his morning coffee or something, and I'll go up to him and be like, "Te bateo el café," because <laughs> like, you never took me to the hospital. <laughs> no, nah, that's that's football. I guess yeah. if you play football, you're gonna get hurt. It's yeah. just part of those things, like. Oh, God. Oh, the collarbone, not the collarbone. Well, collarbone happened in seventh grade or eighth grade in middle school. Oh, you're school. pretty young. So we're playing, um, it was just, it was like lunchtime. And we were playing seventh graders against eighth graders or some shit. And then I grabbed the ball and they were trying to tackle me. So like three people tackled me and then I landed on my collarbone. Yeah. And then since that day, they banned football in, in the middle school. Oh, like, no. no one could take a football. <laughs> oh, damn. You were the reason. That was the reason they banned it in middle school. Oh, Jefferson well, Middle School. We were, I mean, Shout we, out. Yeah. <laughs> but in middle school, you just don't think about the consequences. Yeah. You're, just, you're just reckless. Like, you just feel yeah. like you're, I don't know, you just respawn instantly. <laughs> so we I feel like you don't really start to think about the consequences until you're like, 30 <laughs> yeah like 20 yeah. like even you in high school yeah. like you can't really say in high school during football you really thought about consequences no of the things you not did. at yeah, all like yeah but like in middle school we used to play this game and jesus bleep out the word but we used to play this game called smear the 
Oh my god! So it was basically one-on-one tackle football. Did you ever play it? Yeah, yeah. And you just you throw. So the point is, you throw the ball up in the air, and wherever it lands, you have to you have tackle. to run to the furthest touchdown. Oh. But it's like everybody against that one person. Oh. Yeah, but in my middle school, our playground was the parking lot, so it was all just pavement. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah that's- <laughs> so we were just like, you know, like I just never, I never thought about like hitting my head on the concrete, yeah, or breaking an arm or breaking a collarbone at that time. But now I think about, it, I was like, damn, like. Thank God, like knock on wood, bro. nothing Savages. ever. Yeah, <laughs> I always say I want to have boys as kids, and now I think I think I want to have girls. <laughs> I think I'm convinced <laughs> today. <laughs> were you a were you a shy person in in high school? Yeah, I was, I'm still shy, bro. Like really? even though I create content, I'm so shy. Like yeah. if I don't know the well, with you guys it was cool. Like because yeah. I've been talking to you guys on social media, but for some reason, like I'm still shy, or like I don't know, I'm still like an introvert yeah but i do content which is kind of funny because you're like you know you're putting yourself in front of the camera basically yeah. every day and you're still kind of yeah but it's just it's a different feeling it's kind of like when i when i put the, but like i yeah. i never i don't know if you've seen well like i never post myself yeah i never post selfies i never talk to the camera because i'm kind of shy yeah I'm, i'll just post like reshare things or like text mm-hmm. but i never actually i don't know i'm still kind of shy yeah i get that feeling because I, I can't even though we have the podcast and you know we have the reels and stuff, but I can't, I talk can't get, yeah, camera. I can't talk to the camera just one on one. Like I feel weird. Like even if it's just me by myself, or it's like sometimes I like make like random TikToks, but pa- Paulina can't be in the house. Like <laughs> I, like I wait till she leaves and then I'll, and then I'll make it because then not that I not that she's judging me because like she's basically yeah. my content creator. Like I'll I'll make the video and I'll edit it and then I'll send it to her because my ADHD is just wild. And I was like, hey, can you like proofread this for me before I send it out? Uh, but even though she sees, even if she sees it or anybody else sees it, like I still can't do it one on one because I'm still very shy or like yeah. I don't feel right putting it online. I don't know. It's just, it's yeah. a weird feeling. It's a weird thing to explain. It's an offensive line thing. Yeah, we never, we never got credit. No, we know? never got credit for anything. Just in the trenches, oh, keep your head down. Yeah, <laughs> it's always a quarterback. <laughs> I protect you, uh, except for senior year. Sorry, shout out Blanco. <laughs> we didn't protect you, bro. <laughs> we did a real shitty job. Damn. Um, <laughs> and he's such a good friend he too. is he's such a great <laughs> friend uh he listens to us like religiously, religiously yeah. but then he like he'll like fact check us or like he'll like give us a he'll be like hey you guys said this and this but low-key you guys were wrong <laughs> <laughs> and then he'll like send us all the facts hey, that's good yeah. though no we love him for it's it creative yeah we love him for criticism. it he's low-key a, ma- a main character on this pod without knowing it yeah he is, he is. <laughs> you guys want to take a quick break yeah yeah yeah, yeah for sure Are you looking for your next game night? Yo Sabo the Game started off as a way to remember some tricky Spanish words, but quickly evolved into a way to reconnect with your childhood and share some fun memories. If you're looking to prove you're a Yo Sabo wanting to improve your Spanish or just have a fun game night, Yo Sabo the Game embraces it all. Make sure to support this Latino-owned small business today and get your copy. You can find them at YoSaboTheGame.com or on their socials at at YoSabo underscore the game. (laughs) We appreciate Yo Sabo. We love Don't you. Don't forget to get their expansion packs. And join Woo! their running club. <laughs> oh, yeah. Join their running club. <laughs> All coincidentally, the, the month he decides to start going to the yeah. gym. <laughs> Beginning of this month, I was like, this month I'm going to the gym every single day. Since five <laughs> he Even, went two days and yeah, it hasn't and been, been getting okay hurt. since. <laughs> yeah, I started going on walks. The last six days. Hot I've, girl summer I've got, walks. Uh, six, days, six days every morning. Well, the last six days in a row. Yeah. 
um, at least two miles in the morning. And I'm not even running. I'm just walking. I've been, yeah, I, I do need Same to do helps. that. Like, yeah. And that shit helps, yeah. bro. Like, um, it helps everything. Not one, just your health. <laughs> it's fucking, no one's there. I'm just doing laps. I do a little running, but I'm, I'm lazy. So I'm just like, just walking. And then <laughs> because at Coachella, bro, this year, I, I was walking like 10 miles a day. Yeah. And then after the weekends, I lost like 15 pounds, bro. I was yeah. like, what the fuck? Like just walking. I like this. Yeah. Yeah. Like I felt good. I felt more energy. And then, you know, it's been two months and I didn't do shit. So then I'm <laughs> like, um, I've been wanting to work out and yeah. I've been paying for a gym membership for like yeah. two years and I didn't ever fucking go. So, Typico. yeah. <laughs> Everybody in their so legs. the last six days, I mean, it's only been six days, but like I've been going every morning and um, before work. So I, I go like at five, then come at six, shower, get ready for work. Yeah. That's and good. It helps me get all my thoughts out, you know, just music or podcast whatever you want to do yeah and then um that's been helping me but my goal is to do is because i got inspired by mr beast mm-hmm. he, he posted oh, like that. He, he's been going on walks and yeah, working out for, a lot of for like yeah. 300 days in yeah. a row like he hasn't missed a day yeah and i'm like if you don't working out every day is hard but like walking bro like we should be walking every day because we're fucking yeah. animals you know? yeah no this morning no, and it helps a lot like it helps your mental health and it also helps your like balance your cortisol levels especially when you do it in the morning um because of the sun and stuff yeah. Oh yeah, the, the sun yeah. starts hitting, yeah. and yeah, it's been it's been pretty cool, like therapeutic, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, um, just better getting back into. It. Yeah, I, I want to lose weight too. It's been too too long. Yeah, and then, little by little. Uh, yeah, well, like this morning we woke up and I was like, ah, oh, it's still pretty early. You had already texted me that your ETA was like nine thirty ten, and then uh, we we needed more poop trash bags. <laughs> yeah, but we usually we buy some for all you people listening. But I was like, you know what? There's some over there. We ran out, like the public ones, like the for the dog, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I'm just gonna go get some because we need some. <laughs> and so I took Olivia, and I was just gonna go there and back. But then we were walking. And I was like, oh, this is pretty nice. So I took like our, we have a park right here, and like a, we did a little lap. Um, and she's also not used to the exercise. So like halfway through the circle, she was like, <laughs> yeah. And I was like, we need to get you out more. <laughs> and, I like, and I need to get myself out more. But you're really big on that. Sorry if you haven't. Sorry, we haven't even said we're back. We're back, guys. We're back. <laughs> Shut up. Um, but you are really big on that. And I, I've seen that you've been a very big advocate about like giving yourself the time away from your phone. Um, I've seen you post a few times on threads. Shout out threads. <laughs> Shout out threads. Hey. <laughs> um to like step away from your phone a little bit, you know, turn it off or at least at least us that are in this, you know, error. I mean, not era platforms or like in social media because pals that works in social media marketing for those of you new listeners, you know, us, me with the podcast and but tú ni se diga. <laughs> with all the things. Yeah. Um, it's, it's good to go get away from your phone a little bit. And, yeah. you know, it, it's a lot, bro, because I have all my notifications turned off. Mm-hmm. Um, every every platform. I have no notifications because you just be getting shit all day, bro. Damn, now I feel even extra special now that you answer my shit. (laughs) (laughs) No, um, for threads, even when I first started threads, then I was getting like all kinds of shit because like it made you, I clicked like follow all your friends and then they're all following back and it's like, damn, my shit's going crazy. But I don't remember when I started doing it. I was like, nah, this is, it's just mental. Like you get the mental fog and you know like it just feels weird so yeah. i was like i turn everything off so then i'm on it all the day though yeah it's like i'm i'm still like not keeping the time off but at least i'm not gonna like it's every two choice. seconds it's by choice <laughs> not it's by like, notification. okay let me get yeah. on and then i try to reply to people or post something and then i'll if i log off then i'm not getting no notifications yeah. you know 
And um, because I also get a lot of shit from work, like messages and calls and emails. So I'm doing that. And then social media is like my brain's just not resting. Like you're not letting anything, you know. So it's a lot of stimulation. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of stimulation. And it it gets addicting because I do too. It really is. As soon as I wake up, especially now (laughs) with with threads, because it's a new new thing. Like as soon as I wake up, it's just instantly like social media. Yeah. You know, whatever platform it is, whether it's like TikToks or whether it's Instagram trying to catch up on messages or now threads. And it's like now I'm just posting like I just woke up early bird, you know, (laughs) and but it's just like, why? Like, why do I have this this need to do this? You know, like, why can't I just, you know, uh, sorry for the TMI, but why can't I just go take my uh, my morning shit without having to do with anything? Well, it's um, it's hard because everyone does it everyone's the first thing you do is you pick up your phone and it's and there's nothing wrong with it but if you're intentional with it like Mm -hmm. don't just consume for consuming like i i I consume a lot i'm yeah i'm not i'm not there yet all all three of us here yeah (laughs) Yeah. just all day consuming but like what i try to do is like i'm gonna log on for a purpose like i gotta post something or engage or answer messages it's not just it's not just it's not just Mm -hmm. to scroll and Mm -hmm. actually i've been on I hired someone to help me on TikTok to oh, post. Okay. So I've been posting shitload oh, okay. on TikTok, but I, I'm not the one posting. Yeah. And because um, I have, man, I have folders of just clips already made, yeah. like for shows and podcasts and things I've been doing. And it's hard for me to even post. Yeah. So um, I hired somebody, but um, not this month, just last month. I've been just kind of testing it out. And um, I haven't been on TikTok like in probably like in a month. It's not that I go on it, but like not like I, I used to be on it like all the time. Just, like just religiously. Scrolling just, yeah. and scrolling just to see what's trending, what's yeah. going on, like people's things. And for some reason, when I, when I look at a piece of content, I'm like, could I do that? Like in my brain, it's like, oh, I could do that. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, how can I do something like this? Or, oh, shit, that should work. Like maybe I could do it. Like for some reason, I always thought like, if I see something, I could do it. It's yeah. kind of like a Well, thing. it's a creator mindset, you know, yeah. especially now you're in the platform that you are. It's just like, you want to keep you want to keep doing stuff because you also want to be relevant you know you want to keep you or you want to keep your name out there you know what you want people to see you know angel chavez out here or the podcast or desert underground or whatever it is you want that like consistent like especially on on something so fast as as tiktok where like the algorithm keeps changing every second or the the videos keep changing every single whatever you're liking is changing you know um on a platform like that it's it's you kind of keep just showing yeah, up. Just showing yeah. up. Just showing up. But um have you ever had a moment where you're like, damn, this isn't for me anymore? Like like you just are mentally like you said, just mentally just drained from all the content. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> every day, every second. Yeah, that, well, that's what some of the things why I started walking, bro, because I'm just like, I need to get my sometimes like my mind to even just get not even to get new ideas but like to even figure out what shit that's in your own mind like the walking's been helping just think of solutions and problems to fix so um for a long time i was like oh i just gotta be posting but like now it's like i don't have to post every day but at least engage every day and just try to show up every day and don't look at metrics so before two, I was like, oh, I can't post because it's not going to get as much engagement mm-hmm. or whatever. But it doesn't matter. Like, as long as people see it, of course, you want everything to go viral and to be engaging right. and to get a lot of comments and likes. But at the end of the day, um, how we consume content, we're scrolling a thousand times a day. Mm-hmm. So you wake up and you're scrolling, liking, sometimes you comment, whatever. So as long as you're showing up every day, no matter what it is, you're going to be in people's feeds. And... I look at it as a service. Like if you're a restaurant, if you're showing up every day on people's feeds, like people are going to come to your restaurant. 
So for me, um, I'm not selling something every day, but whenever I do a show, that's my, that's what I'm selling, I guess. So it's like, okay, I'm showing up every day and then it's like, okay, this day I'm having a show. Then it's like, people are going to see it because every day they scroll, there's some kind of piece of content of mine every day. Even if they don't engage, sometimes they might not like it. They skip it. Sometimes they comment. As long as you show up every day and it doesn't matter like if they actually engage, of course, try to make better videos and better hooks and all that shit that they talk about to get more engagement. But like, I think the important thing is like showing up and bringing value. Sometimes not all my posts bring value, but yeah. like try to bring <laughs> yeah. more value. You know? yeah, it's all about the awareness too. It's just like, it's like a top of a funnel. It's top of the funnel, you know? So it's just show, like you said, like showing up, showing up, showing up and it's keep, it's you're in people's minds no matter what, whether the content is good or not, but should be good, you know, but there's nothing. You just have to continue being there. The the key is um helping people, bro. So a lot of the things that I've been able to do is I help out the artists. Mm-hmm. So because I'm helping people, you get rewarded by the algorithm or you get rewarded by subconsciously. I don't know. You just like try to help people. So for example, the Coachella videos, I'm helping people like people that don't know, first timers, tips, people that have never been to festivals, never been to Coachella. How do you buy your ticket? Uh, you know. What do you recommend? So when I do videos, I, I help people. I get more views. I get more engagement. So that's kind of my next step is I'm trying to do more. Um, I, I didn't want to go that route, but I'm more like life advice, you know, tr- mm-hmm. things that I've learned over the time. So that's kind of like my next thing is little bit by little, like you said, some mental health awareness stuff or maybe some content creation tips. I still don't know what, what like angle to take it, but that's going to be... On top of what I'm doing, just trying to bring more value. So it's not just like, oh, look, here's a picture of me. Like, you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. who cares? You know, like, oh, maybe you should try to do this. Oh, this want the work. tips. Yeah. I'm trying to bring value. So yeah. that's my, my next and, thing. And ultimately, like, low-key full circle moment. I mean, that's what brought me to you originally was the Coachella tips. You know, I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, I never really thought about that. Like, I, I was going, like, at a really young age to Coachella. You know, and at that point, like, 2010, like, festivals were a big thing, but not really like as blown up as they are now. Yeah. Um, but I didn't, I didn't, my first festival, like I didn't know what the hell a festival was. Like I just went because my friends were going and they're like, Hey, you want to go to here? And like, want to see a bunch of artists? Like, yeah, sign me up, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, but then later on down the road, like, I don't think it was until like, I actually wrote down here. I was like, I don't think until like 2015 where like, I actually like sat down and appreciated what a festival was and around that time like i was like what do i need to start bringing to this thing like how do i prepare for this even though i had already gone for the past five years i still wasn't i don't feel like i was as prepared yeah you know so i mean that's cool that you're bringing that and now that you're trying to bring in you know the the mental health awareness and all that it's just kind of like it's cool that you want to keep doing that like adding value to what the value that you already have so that's that's really cool yeah i'm always um looking up tips and how to grow and how to do this and I watch a lot of Gary Vee, of course. Um, <laughs> shit, just, I mean, that's what always pops into yeah. this piece. But his whole thing has been helping people. Like, how could I help people? So every yeah. post you watch, he's either bringing some kind of news, some kind of um, new thing, telling people, I don't know. It's just, and why not try to help, you know? So yeah. if you try to help, it's it's also feels better. Yeah. Like, you know, when you're just talking about yourself the whole time, it's just like, no one cares, you know? Yeah. Everyone's got their own problems. Mm-hmm. We all got to pay bills. We all got to... You know, all that shit that's life, you know? Yeah. So now that uh, we're talking a little bit about you helping people, of course, you obviously have your your platforms, your YouTube channel, your podcast where you're bringing in these artists. But now 
you have Desert Underground, which I really want to bring light to because I feel like it really deserves it. How did that come about? I know you had like a little bit of an epiphany moment at Coachella. And like I said in the beginning of the podcast, it's different from having an epiphany to an idea and actually bringing that idea to life. Like walk us through that. So there's an underground. So, okay, there's there's a lot of factors, but I was doing a lot of interviews with artists since 2019. I started my podcast, like just interviewing artists. And then, well, not just artists. It was like other people, but like artists is the one that get requested more because an artist will come on and then other artists will be like, hey, how can I get on? I'm trying mm-hmm. to get my music out, you know? Yeah. So I mean, like, you know what? Like, I try and not that there's some people that like you see them working and dropping music and it's like, eh, let me give them an interview. You know, why not? Like yeah. no one's no one's in the no one's doing interviews or giving them a platform. So I always had that in the back of my head. Like and because I was doing that and some of my friends were artists, I was going to their shows and then they would play at these like dive bars. Mm-hmm these places and i even made some vlogs in like 2018 i would take my camera and just record them little vlogs and stuff and um i was like damn like no one ever makes content for these people like i'm making my own content you know for my podcast my platform my youtube channel and none of these people i don't know if they don't know or they they don't know how to do it or they haven't tried but like they're not creating any content and i'm like I have to create content for people to watch my YouTube videos. I have to create content for people to watch my podcast. Like, you guys make clips mm-hmm. so people listen to your podcast. But these artists aren't posting shit. Like, they yeah. just post their music and, oh, my music's out. Go listen to it. But, like, you got to engage the audience somehow. So the biggest problem was, like, they are performing at these clubs that don't care about the artists. Like, they just, they want to hopefully sell some beers or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's all they care about, yeah. these clubs. So I had that in the back of my head. And then there was a show. Um they called it Preachella. It was like at a backyard in India, like some some <laughs> some backyard, whatever. Yeah. And they had a little show with like local rappers and it was pretty cool. Like there was like a lot of people showed up and people were like excited. Like there wasn't a lot of production, just like a speaker and like some lighting. But I was like, wow, people actually want to support. And a lot of the people that supported with other artists too. And I'm like, oh, there's a whole community here. Then of course, Coachella Weekend One. Uh, nothing happened. I mean, I was just whatever having Coachella Weekend One. So I went Coachella Weekend Two. And then um, I did shrooms, like, the whole second <laughs> yeah. weekend. So um, I don't know if you guys ever done shrooms, but, like, weekend two, I didn't drink alcohol at all the yeah. whole weekend. So I was just doing shrooms mm-hmm. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So on Friday, I watched Big Sean, and I was watching Big Sean, and I I call it the trenches, but I was right almost in the front, like, <laughs> yeah. fucking just in there. I, 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 um, I went for Baby Keem, got in there through mosh pits and shit to the front. That's crazy, yeah. And then I watched Big Sean. And I'm watching, I'm like, damn, this shit's fucking badass. But also, I was like, the production is so good. Like, <laughs> if I take a local artist and I replace Big Sean with this production, like, people are going to go crazy because the production and the bass is yeah. so strong. That was, in my, that was on Friday. Then Saturday, whatever happened. And then on Sunday, I was watching Nathaniel Cano. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing. I've never seen a Cierreño with that kind of production. Like, Cierreños, we're used to someone in our backyard. Yeah. You know, like a family party, a quince, whatever. But like a full production, and this was killing everyone was singing. I was like, what the fuck? Like, and at the same time, Doja Cat was playing. So all the people that chose to see Nata, they didn't care about Doja Cat, like the mainstream, whatever it was. We were watching fucking Nata right there, and I was like, damn, the Cierreño, that shit sounds sick. Like, what if I have this a, a sick stage and then bring a Cierreño and fucking do a show? You know, that was... A, so then I was like, hip-hop on Friday and then Sunday... Cierreño. So I was like, damn, I want to do a show with a sick production, 
different genre of artists because Coachella does that. Like you'll have, for example, this Saturday weekend or whatever weekend, but it was um, jo- J- Joji, no, Jeji, Yeji is like an Asian um, artist, mm-hmm. and then after that was Eladio Carrion, which is like a, a reggaeton or yeah, reggaeton artist. So it was like back to back different languages and genres, and yeah. that's what Coachella does, like whatever stage you're at there's like different genres coming and people are like enjoy more than one genre of music one language you know yeah. so on my first show um that was the idea i was like i gotta do a show multi-genre show the same shit coachella does like i said i was trying to say coachella underground but then it ended up being desert underground so yeah all i can think about because you said you were streaming the whole weekend is that People like watching the set and be like, oh yeah, it was cool. And then Angel be like, holy shit, like the production is so cool. And like, it wasn't even really that yeah. cool. But, you know. It was just like, the yeah. Just yeah. That's just <laughs> crazy. Nato's going hard right now. <laughs> He's not even on He's stage. Like, <laughs> they're just tuning the, they're tuning the guitars. <laughs> but it is epiphany moments like that yeah. that bring really great ideas. Uh, and it is, you know, I call it vitamins <laughs> when we're out there. But because uh, we don't, we don't drink when we go to Coachella. Yeah. Uh, first of all, it's so expensive, expensive as hell. Fuck yeah. And then nunca se te sube because it's hot as fuck. Yeah. And you just get dehydrated. Your head hurts. Yeah. I've, I've had bad, man. Some bad stories. Like 20, 2014 was my worst Coachella, yeah. bro. Um, I drank a four loco oh. in the parking lot. Wait, I drank a four loco in the parking lot. Like we we drank it like uh-huh. kind of tailgating because we were day parking, and then I took another one on the way in. Oh. So within like an hour, I drank two four locos before going in like at four p.m. <laughs> Then like 30 minutes into getting inside the festival, I lost all my friend group. <laughs> I was fucking drunk. And it was a I don't um the year they had like a the moving structure with the caterpillar oh, and the no. butterfly oh, yeah, and all that yeah. shit. So I was calling Alex and I'm like, hey, I'm right here by the butterfly. And she's like, I'm right here by the butterfly. Where are you? And I'm like, I'm right here. But I was I was under the caterpillar the whole time. And she you was were by moving the, with it? Yeah. And she was by the butterfly. And she's like, I'm here. I don't see you. I'm like, I'm here. Where the fuck is it? And then like the end of the night, um, I missed Arcade Fire's performance oh, because my head was hurting. Yeah. Like my head was just dehydrated. Yeah. It was just throbbing. Like I, Like the pain of music, like. I just wasted my entire yeah. fucking experience. And yeah. ever since then, I was like, there was the whole point of drinking. Like, yeah. the whole point is, like, to enjoy the music. So, um... Yeah, that's a good co- tip video. Yeah. <laughs> don't, drink video. don't drink don't at Coachella. Don't drink at Coachella. <laughs> they might fire him. But they, they probably get so... <laughs> they goodbye Heineken tent. <laughs> um, yeah, no, but we don't... I think that's the only place we drink is just the Heineken, the Heineken tent. Heineken. But yeah. it's we'll have a beer. Yeah, because it's... It's refreshing. In, yeah, well, it's enclosed. They have the little misters. Yeah. Shade, yeah. Uh, you know, just vibing with the yeah. house music, you know. Um, and I'm, I'm really big on house. She's really big on house, too. So I, we really like it there. Um, shit, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Uh, so okay, so Desert Underground, and then uh, you're like, all right, let's do this. Or did you like? So that was how long uh, did it take you from from that Coachella weekend to? So okay, then. So the idea of um, one, it was like, oh, Big Sean. I could like, what if there was another artist playing with yeah. that production? And then on Sunday was Nata. But then I was in the back of my head was also that show that I had gone the week before with the local artist. So everything uh-huh. was like, oh, what if we put local artists with the sick production? And then that was April. Then, like in May, I was doing like Coachella recap podcast with a couple artists, people that I that we went to Coachella with. We were kind of like talking about it, like we should do a sick show. Like I, I think it was off camera, like damn, because one of them was a rapper. I'm like, dude, we should do a show. Like we should do a sick show. Get some, I could get some production. So I knew this guy. His name's Jose Martinez. He's um shout out to 
his company's called DJs de la Raza because mm-hmm. like he combined a bunch of DJs. They were they kind of share resources. Like what he does is he does all the production for the DJs. So if a DJ gets hired, they'll hire him to go do like the lights. Oh, okay, he'll do the lights for them, do all the trust, and the DJ just comes and plays and he takes everything down. So he, he kind of like that's kind of his business model. Is he doesn't DJ that much, but mm-hmm. he. He brings all the like lights and production. So I've known him. He's a a family friend for a long time. So I'm like, I know if I get him to do a sick setup, it's going to be like, and then we'll make the videos look badass. Mm -hmm. That was my whole intention. I was like, if we get him to do some good lighting and then we'll record the videos, even if 50 people show up, it's going to look cool because we're going to make content. Yeah. So, um, so that was in May. And I think uh, at the end of June, it was literally like I've been just thinking about it, thinking about it, and I was like, I just have to put a date. Yeah. Like if I if I don't put a date, it's never gonna happen. So I was looking at the schedule. I'm like, okay, July 30th. It gives me over a month. It was like four to five weeks out. Let's do July 30th. Fuck. I just I just literally set the date, and then I started hitting everybody up. I hit the the production guy. I had a meeting with them, kind of showed like, oh, we should do this. He's like, oh yeah, I'll I'll, I'll bring something. I'll do this. So that dude went above and beyond my expectations. <laughs> yeah. To be honest, like this dude created like like a pyramid he had sparklers fog wow. uh, led panels like did he come up with the ideas or yeah they like, okay he, he's um he brought he brought to you like hey this is what i'm thinking yeah so i was like you have creative freedom whatever you want to do just yeah. whatever you want to bring you know and he went above and beyond and every single show he does something different yeah. so because he owns so much equipment like i said he does that for a living doing setups for the dj so he just he likes to do different shit and then it's like a partnership so He'll do something he's never. He'll buy like a piece of equipment, and then if some and no one wants to rent it or they don't want that, he has he hasn't been able to use it. Mm-hmm. So he'll do like setups that he hasn't used, and then he'll take pictures. Oh, yeah. He even brings clients for, that he's doing quinces and shit for. He'll bring them to the show so they could see the <laughs> like, setup. Okay. He's like, oh yeah, we could do something like this. <laughs> yeah. Cool. <laughs> so it's like a little partnership, and um, yeah, he's like a big part of it. So he makes our shows look super badass. And that first show, we had seven rappers. We had two DJs and then a Sierreño. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. This seventeen-year-old uh, kid, like, yeah. uh, he he played like forty-five minutes. His name's Fernie, and like, for example, and I also had another rapper that was nineteen at the time. They can't play at these clubs that are twenty-one and yeah. up. All their fans, like one of those kids, um, he got one song on SoundCloud that got like a million streams. Oh, wow. And then like on uh, Spotify, another one that has like two hundred thousand. But like all his fans. And him can't play at these 21 places. Yeah. And I'm like, all these people could support this dude, but like, he, he don't have a place yeah. to play. Yeah. So that was another idea. Like, like we need a platform for people. So the show ended up being uh, better than I expected to be on his way, better than I expected. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it was, it was pretty sick, bro. Yeah. No, the production is, is pretty cool. And I actually want to talk about this. It's in your, it's in your backyard, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it was funny. So I, I I was like reading up on it and I was at first I saw the videos and I was like, dude, this is sick. Like I wonder if he like like rents out like a like a little ranchito out there or like some space and like he just like brings people there. And then I saw that it was in your backyard and then Pau didn't believe me. She's like, No, no. I saw the she's I like, like no no, way. Yeah, she saw the videos and she saw the production going back to what you were saying, and she's like, There's no freaking way that's in someone's backyard. And I was like, Yeah. <laughs> it's like, dude, look. So uh how did, were your, I mean, because your mom, right? Uh, so she 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 plays a big part in it too. Because she she's part of yeah. it. Um, so she we usually get like one or two food vendors, uh-huh. but I tell them not to sell any drinks. So my mom sells drinks. Yeah. So she sells aguas <laughs> frescas, you know, Jamaica horchata. I was just Ooh, bottled water. I love that. So yeah. like, um, so that's my brother's house. So my brother, he got this this ranch. Um, 
with no neighbors like there's no neighbors around mm-hmm. us bro like it's perfect so there's nine acres behind our land that's owned by like these other people and then we're so they ended up losing that spot which mm-hmm. was their house mm-hmm. i don't know what happened my brother bought it in 2011 and they still own the land behind it so that's where we park all the cars so i talked oh. to one of the neighbors he lets me park all the cars yeah and um there's no neighbors to complain and shit so like we've been having shows the only thing is um okay so i moved into the house december of 2021 mm-hmm. december 2021 right before 2022 so my brother had renters because he moved to mexico in 2020 and um there was like a lot of trash it kind of became like a it was just a rundown place you know p- tires and we had this one guy who would like pick up shit from the like the construction people would throw away a tool he'll bring it home because he's like i could fix that yeah. shit <laughs> but he would never fix anything yeah, so it was just junk <laughs> everywhere bro like the house was just a mess so we moved in there it took me about six months to clean it and yeah. my brother had done a wedding like a big ass wedding in 2019 in december 2019 in the same venue mm-hmm. he got a, a six stage with like artists so that idea of like you could do something big here like that was also part of it like oh, i seen my brother do a big event here so i know it could be good for a big event so once we cleaned it up we saw how big it was and how i'm like we should do something like we're just just a waste of space yeah. you know so um so yeah that was when we cleaned it up and then that summer is when we did the show and then after that show, we had another one in October, so maybe two months later. And then we had another one at another warehouse, and then another one in January, and then February, and then... Oh, you have them really often. So we've had seven shows in the oh, last... Wow. In one year, yeah. Seven That's the hits. way to do it, yeah. you know, if you want to make shows. some noise. Yeah. <laughs> seven shows, uh, different genres, like some of them. One, the one that had the most people was five... Um, Sierreños, mm-hmm. so all Mexican artists. That one, we had like 500 people show up. Wow. It was crazy. That was at the house? That was at the house. Wow. So, like, it's been getting crazy. So, recently, other venues started popping up because I could do, I wish I could do more, but it's so much. Like, yeah. it costs a lot of money. I haven't made money from none of these because it's, it, I invest everything into the production. Yeah. Like, I'm like, the last few shows, we kind of broke even. The first ones, I kind of invested money. Mm-hmm. But the last few shows is like as long as we don't lose money and we could throw a sick show because I'm I'm brand building so I'm yeah. like, let's just keep throwing sick shows. So the next step is um the summer is gonna be too hot. So right now our next show is July 22nd. It's in Palm Springs at an old bank that they converted into a dispensary. Oh nice! <laughs> so cool. It used to be a Bank of America. Now it's um now they call it the 420 Bank. <laughs> I saw that on your. It's, it's a dispensary. Yeah. So um they have a stage and stuff there. So. The production won't be as crazy because we have to build everything from scratch at my house. Mm-hmm. So now uh, we have a club there. And then there's another club that's opening in downtown Indio that's going to have music. Mm-hmm. Um, that one we might have a show in August, but we still don't know. So we're going to be doing like indoor venues while the summer and then maybe do something in the fall. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. that's, That yeah. is a lot of shows, though, actually, because I mean, we tried to do not us, but a friend of ours tried to do something similar here. Um I think he did like two but then after that it just kind of just they just weren't often enough yeah. like you said you're brand building you know yeah. and like you just knew how to brand build yeah. and it, you do have to make that splash yeah and the most important thing is like you're in the mindset that you know that you're not making money out of it right now and you're yeah. okay yeah. with that and yeah. that's the biggest part because i think the biggest flaw there and this one here in san diego was that he wanted to make money out of the first one i was like no that's not, not gonna happen that's not gonna happen <laughs> yeah uh, i mean some of the biggest fest i mean i mean i, I always i'm inspired by coachella but yeah. like coachella lost like four hundred thousand dollars the first mm-hmm. one they were gonna go bankrupt and um i think the people from 
Outside Lands, the one in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. They they kind of like helped them pay for a lot of the. They kind of invested into it. Yeah. And then they got bought out by by um, AEG. Mm-hmm. So Golden oh. Boys got bought out, and they they came back in two thousand. 2001 so they canceled the year 2000 they didn't have coachella because they lost money in the first one mm. and then aeg bought the company and then that's been able to fund it you know not it, it grew yeah, like now crazy it's huge. Yeah. Yeah, yeah now it's but, huge yeah it's uh sometimes it takes a year or two to start see, seeing some benefits but i think it's um i want to just keep, keep building the music scene because I, it's it's super cool like you go to the show and it's like some rappers and then like the rock bands are badass and the mexican artists are badass mm. because like they also play like classic songs, you know. They're they're playing corridos that you know, yeah. sing along songs. People are dancing, which the, is the whole vibe. The DJs yeah. are fun, so it'll be like a Mexican artist, and then a DJ come on, so he'll be playing like more dance music. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had like EDM artists, and then um, we had like a rock show in February. That one was super sick, bro. Like it was just like rock bands. People are freaking, you know. Yeah, it's because different crowds. Mm-hmm. You throw one with Mexican artists. A whole different crowd comes in you when you do a rock show. Of course. You do a hip-hop show, it's a whole new audience. And then the best show that we did was in January for, um, it was for my birthday, but I, I never liked to promote it that it was for my birthday, but it was for <laughs> it my was birthday. For birthday. <laughs> we, had a, we had a mixed genre one. Yeah. We had a rock band, a norteño, a rapper, two DJs, and there was one more now? Damn, I remember. That's a pretty sick way to celebrate yeah. your 30th. Yeah. yeah, so it was just yeah. like, it was um, like different artists. And then the newspaper came. They were doing a story that day. Yeah. And I didn't tell them it was my birthday until the, they, they were there, like, right, they were interviewing people. He's like, wait, it's your birthday today? I'm like, yeah. I was like, you didn't tell us your birthday. I'm like, no, it's, it's, it's for the community. Surprise. The <laughs> so, like, yeah. again, being kind of shy, like, I like to do cool shit, but, like, I don't want to, I don't want the spotlight on me. I want to, like, spotlight showcase artists, yeah. you know, like the, the shows and I don't know, like a two to five year plan. I do want to do a big festival, like mm. a thousand plus people, you know, maybe two stages. But we'll see. We, we got to talk to the cities. And the cities are cool. Like they've been seeing all the shit I've been doing. And they they, they like, I had a, a meeting with the city of Indio mm. because they're they're trying to bring like a lot of people to downtown. And they don't know how to fucking how do to anything, do it, yeah. bro. You know, they're, they're city, yeah. they're backwards. Even though they host Coachella, but they don't do, they don't touch Coachella. Yeah. Golden Voice does all the shit. Yeah. So um, I had a meeting with the city of India to help them bring people to downtown. So that's why, actually, tonight we're going to be shooting videos and doing, like, vlogs at downtown India. Oh, that's, that's cool. Which really is cool. Um, yeah. to help them bring more exposure. And they're, yeah. they're actually featuring four local artists today, so... That's we're, crazy. We're, we're trying yeah. to work with um, the cities and shit. That's super That's really dope, cool, man. Yeah. That's super dope. Do you ever, like, now that you bring that topic up, do you ever just kind of just sit back and, like, give yourself the flowers of how far you've actually become? Like, I mean, you went from posting your football videos to talking to the city of Indio, bro. Like, that's that's wild. And, like, I really do hope you just sit down and, and applaud yourself for how far you've come. And your team, too, because I know Alex BTS to all this, you know. <laughs> like, me and Viva Como was like, I would be nothing without my girl. So, um, but aside, but, like, you yourself, I mean, you're putting yourself out there just consistently every single day. Well, I, I never really <laughs> sit down and, and, like, think about it. And, and I'm always putting myself down because I'm, like, I'm not doing enough yeah. sometimes. Mm-hmm. Because I'm doing so much different things and i'm like fuck i should be posting more bro mm-hmm. like i should be posting you know more more videos from performances more podcast clips yeah so uh, sometimes i guess i do gotta acknowledge like some shit that i've done but like for the most part i'm i'm always like oh man i gotta do more because i need to reach more people or i need to do this so yeah so i guess i don't know yeah 
But I, I don't know. Honestly, I just want to kind of well, give it up to you. Second, yeah. I want to <laughs> give it up to you right now, bro. A little round of applause, dude. Because, I mean, you went to wanting to do that and wanting to reach more people. But you got a whole ass city reaching out to you right now <laughs> telling you, hey, I need your help. That's that's a wild concept to me right yeah. now. It's just like that's like if San Diego was like, hey, Mario, I need Viva Con Huevos to like put me on a platform right now. <laughs> like I would be shitting myself. So that's that's crazy. And I really do. I really do hope you take the moment and reflect on how far you've come, man. Because that's yeah. like I said, I don't think I said it on the podcast, but we've talked about it. Like I started watching your videos a long time ago, how we kind of connected. And then now seeing how much you're doing and the impact that you're having on your city because Coachella, a lot of people, when you hear Coachella, you think of the festival. The festival. The festival but yeah. you don't think of Coachella, the city. You yeah. Know? And then you're kind of putting them on the map, you know, as, you know, besides Coachella, the festival, you're putting a different reflection of what Coachella actually is. Yeah, so is. That, that was another thing is like, all these artists, like, they live in the city where the festival happens. Yeah. So they're all inspired, brother. Like, fuck, one day I want to play Coachella. Mm-hmm. And it was the same thing I, I didn't talk about earlier, but one of the reasons when I was creating the show was like, Every artist you talk to, I'm like, oh, one day I want to play Coachella. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, how's Coachella going to reach out to you if you have no content? Mm-hmm. You go to their Instagram, there's no performance videos. How do they know that you could pull a crowd? How do they know that you could perform in front of a crowd? Yeah. You have no pictures, no videos, no clips. And I was like, when we did the show, I was like, okay, so it's a way for one to have give the opportunity to artists and have an experience for the people that watch it live. But then we're going to create a shitload of content for the artists. So now the artists could post performance pictures, um, even create content there. We bring like 360 photo booths so That's people cool, could create yeah. content. Just I'm always thinking on the content perspective. Yeah. So, so that way they promote themselves. And we had some artists, you know, like not big events, but like um, there was like a barber festival. They, they hired some of the artists that played at a show because they see the videos. Mm-hmm. Um, other promoters are doing shows and they're getting some of the artists just based on like the content that we're creating for them. So it's kind of like one of the goals was also to help artists create content so they could like brand themselves. Yeah. And that, that's a really good key point. I, who was it that performed at Coachella? I think it was this last year that their dad actually had a billboard for them. That the dad and him. Oh, would, Danny Lux. Would, yeah, okay. That was Danny Lux, right? They, that they would pick up trash yeah. at the Coachella Festival. Oh, yeah. And then he went from picking up trash to performing. And that's 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 crazy. And the fact that you're actually giving them that platform. Because it is. You know, we, you know, we talk about this a lot right now. And, and I repeat myself a lot. But everything is just branding. And you're, you're giving them that yeah. portfolio for them to be like, hey, look, this is what we can do. And that's that's applaudable honestly this this whole section right now is just giving you the <laughs> yeah. flowers bro it's really nice because at the end of the day like in a sense it's a really selfless act you know and i feel like selfless acts are the ones that get further like obviously you want this to blow up and you want this to be a good thing for you too but you're also giving so many people a safe space to come and perform yeah. and you know someone that they can come to and talk to and like I don't know. You're you're really just also looking out for other people as much as you're looking out for yourself, which is I feel like that's that kind of raw content is what makes it in this life, you know? Yeah, you're yeah. definitely doing this in like the most humble way possible because yeah. you know, even since the beginning of this conversation you said that you don't like the the spotlight on you. The spotlight should be on the artist even in the day of your birthday. You know, you didn't tell you didn't tell the newspaper that it it was your birthday. It was this is I'm doing this for the artist. And that's that's very humbling and that's because at the end of the day, like like Bao said, it's very selfless. You know, you're not doing this for any wrong reasons. You're not doing this because I want to put my name out there or I want to be the next Coachella or, you know, for your podcast or whatever it is. You're doing this for an actual legitimate reason for the people who don't have a voice or don't, like we said earlier, maybe don't have the means to put their, their, their stuff out there. 
Yeah, and just being a resource, you know, and it's it's fun too. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, and you enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. and you get it's to meet a, a lot of dope people in the process. It's a sick yeah. show. Yeah. Like you, you, you come to a festival and it's like four or five hours. There's different this artist and then this DJ and then this artist. Then you get to meet some people. Some net, yeah. it's a lot of networking that happens. Yeah. So it's a lot of cool things, you know. It's yeah. all it's also like a vibe, you know. But um. Yeah, it's a lot of elements too. <laughs> when you, he got shy. Yeah. He got shy. Is it you could tell, you could oh, tell he was like, uh, gotta go. My mom's calling. <laughs> I know. I was like, this year I gotta be less humble. I, like, I, I don't know. I, I can't. No, that's good. Um, going back a little bit to like the venue and stuff, I'm curious to know. So when you did the first event, you went through like permits and stuff or you kind of just did it <laughs> Fuck, no. okay so that, that's i've always like i'm curious i know you said there's no, no one around you we haven't had like, permits in no, any other not even so now. every single show i'm like fuck i hope the cops don't show okay. up but i have a solution so i was like if the cops show up we're recording the fuck out of them yeah drones videos fucking a the cops are shutting us down and that's marketing so <laughs> even though i don't want it to happen <laughs> any publicity is good publicity so i haven't hopefully it never happens yeah. but no so we've been because we've been doing so much that's why right now i'm doing the ones um at other other venues mm-hmm. that already have the permits because it's already getting to the point where like I have to get permits. Yeah. Like yeah. It's already too late, you know, okay. like the couch at the bag, you know? Yeah. Well, 500 people on that. Yeah, yeah well, it's because you told well, We read ourselves out by being on the newspaper, uh, too. Like, once we went on the yeah. news, then the following, like, Monday or Tuesday, a city official came. They're like, oh, the city manager wants to talk to you oh. after the article came out. And I went to talk to him, and he was in a, he was unavailable, and I had the next show already coming up. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, I'm not available until this day. And I was like, I'm having an event this week. And he's like, yeah, just come whenever you can. And then we just fucking had the event. So that's the same. So, um, yeah, I still want to meet with the city <laughs> to get the right permits. And also, um, the neighbors in the back, I have to get like a just talk to the city, get everything signed off, mm-hmm. everything because you know, safety and all that shit. Yeah. So, and I, I always say like our biggest security is the cameras. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you show up to an event. So not only do we have video cameras, we have, a, I invite a lot of photographer friends mm-hmm. because I, I was making content for, like I said, weddings. Yeah. So I've met a lot of uh, people that have cameras and, I invite them to the show too. So when someone walks into the show, there's probably like six, seven, eight cameras at the same. Like, you don't, no one wants to get in a yeah. fight. No yeah. one wants to do, oh shit, there's drones. Like, you're going to get caught in 4K. You know? yeah. like, <laughs> so that's our best security is having a shitload of cameras, yeah. to be honest. Okay, that's, yeah. I like that's that. pretty sick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was curious to know if like the cops no, had ever shown up, which is why my permit question came. Yeah. Up. And we always ended at one, so oh, yeah. uh, the curfew I think it's one thirty, but by one p.m. we stop. And yeah. sometimes we want people don't fucking want to leave. Like, hey, they want to keep going, <laughs> yeah. but I'm like, hey, I'd rather stop now than cops showing yeah, up. Yeah. You know? And you got to pay fine. And there's and, cops like yeah. parked close by. Just waiting. Waiting for people to drive out drunk yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So we always, hey, make sure you guys have a driver, yeah. get Ubers, all that stuff. But um, because we haven't had one fight, nothing mm-hmm. bad, Good. nothing. Because also the people we're inviting, you know, it's um, people are coming to support the artists. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of other artists are coming too to see the shows, seeing how they could get on the shows. So yeah. it's kind of like an artist community. People just want something to do because in the desert, besides the big festivals, it's kind of dead, you know, there's, yeah. there's not much. So. Yeah. yeah. No, our, our friend, our friend in common, Lizzie, shout out her. Uh, she always tells us, she's like, cause she comes down to San Diego pretty often. And she's like, it's cause there's nothing to do out here. <laughs> it's yeah. like, especially right now in the summer that it's hot as hell. Cause it's like, yeah. you're even, even more limited yeah. to what you're doing. Um, so you've talked about what your favorite part of desert underground is now. I kind of want to circle back to Coachella. What has been your favorite, your favorite year? Coachella. Yeah. My favorite year is 2011. 
So that was the first year I went to three days. Mm-hmm. So I went in 2009, only on Friday. I got some free tickets. And I didn't um, I always... There was always like, oh, it's just people walking around naked doing drugs. <laughs> like, oh, what the fuck? Like, so, what, what was it, Woodstock? Uh, Woodstock, yeah. yeah. So, it's just this conception you yeah. had. And I was 16 at the time. And um, I used to go to the Indio Teen Center, which mm-hmm. is like, it was like across the street from the high school. And my parents uh, wouldn't pick me up till 5 p.m. because mm-hmm. they had to work and stuff. So either football practice or go play basketball or go to the Indio Teen Center just three hours after school to waste time. Yeah. And then uh, one day I was there, and then the, the lady came and was like, oh, we got a bunch of free Coachella passes. And it was, back then you could get single-day passes. Mm-hmm. So um, they're like, you can only pick one day. And then I got a Friday one, and my friend got a Friday, and he gave it to me. So me and my sister went on Friday. Um, I didn't want to go by myself, yeah. you know, 16. I didn't think I had a phone at the time. It was yeah. like 2009 yeah. during the recession yeah, and like shit. like the, the chocolate. Or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we went, and then that was just on Friday. And then 2010... My f- my cousin, on Friday, he snuck in for, um, I think Jay-Z was performing that mm-hmm. day. So he paid somebody, like someone picking up trash. So back then, you actually could drive up to the festival and park it in the parking lot. As, yeah, security like, wasn't as... Yeah, it wasn't yeah. as strict as it's now. And they used to be single-day passes. So, um, And also the chip, you could scan in, but there wasn't like a scan out. So if, if you just had the bracelet, people would let you in. So um, he said he somebody was picking up trash. They let for like a hundred bucks. He he wanted to see Jay Z and shit. So it was Sunday. It was Easter Sunday, and he was telling us like, "Hey, he's like, let's go, let's go see if we could get into Coachella." And it was me and my brother and my cousin, and it was on Sunday. So we went like at six p.m. We drove into there, and then there was like some Mexican picking up cans and shit. <laughs> and he's like, "Hey, primo, cuánto? Cincuenta bolas, so fifty bucks each." And then, like, we're walking in, and then some white people were like, hey, how much? He's like, 150 <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> he charged them, like, way more, but, you know. Yeah. So the system, he he gave us a bracelet. Yeah. We went in, and then we he followed us. We put it in the in one of the bathroom stalls, and yeah. he went in and grabbed it, and then that's it. Damn. He's like, if you get caught with no bracelet, then you get caught. But, like, yeah. no, yeah. And once it's night, no one catches yeah. you. No, yeah. So I ended up watching um, Gorillas and, like, Phoenix. I only watched, I think, those two artists because mm-hmm. we showed up a little late. But that was uh, only on Sunday on 2010. So 2011, I turned 18 the same week that the lineup dropped. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I told him for, for my 18th birthday, all I want is a Coachella pass. And it was like, I think 250 or $300 for the three days. So I got a Coachella bracelet for my 18th birthday. That was the only thing I wanted. And um, I didn't, it was, I went completely sober. And then I was playing football at the time. So I had like so much energy. Yeah. I was 18. Yeah, we were young. <laughs> I remember everything because I didn't drink or smoke or mm-hmm. nothing. So... For me, that's such a memorable time. And then um, on Sunday, I stayed in the main stage for 10 hours. Wow. Camping out for Kanye, bro. I was front row for that shit. So it was, um, because we saw the lineup, it was me and my friend, and we're like, 3 p.m. was Wiz Khalifa. Mm -hmm. Then it was like Jack's Mannequin or some shit. Then it was uh, Nas and Damon Marley, Mm -hmm. Duran Duran, Death from Above 1979, The Strokes. Yeah, and wow. then Kanye on this on this on the main the stage. stage. Yeah. So we stayed there for ten hours. Like I will never do that again. It was the worst <laughs> pain. Yeah, I was able to grab yeah. the railing. Like I was that close, and um, that's when I became like the biggest Kanye fan and shit. But um, that's my favorite Coachella, just because yeah. I was this is the first time I went three days. I remember everything. So that one, and then I liked um, Coachella twenty twenty two, bro. I really love mm. that one. I don't know. It was just such yeah, a good one. Vibe. We don't talk about that I one. <laughs> it doesn't exist you, in you this household. You said 2022 right now. I was like, oh, my heart, my heart hurts. <laughs> but uh, that's crazy right now that you said the strokes because I I do remember that set. 
And now that I'm thinking about it, it's like, dude, we were there together. <laughs> and here we <laughs> are. In a different, yeah. in a different, yeah. Probably not at yeah. the rail. <laughs> and then here we are, you know, years later in the, on the same couch. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, but they, yeah, and no, that's wild. For me, my we had a total different first experience because back in high school, I experimented a lot. <laughs> and I don't know if I've said this story on the podcast. My first, I think you did. I, did I? My first Coachella, uh, I was... Uh, I was on uh, some very good uh, vitamins that day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I ended up losing my friends and the same, same thing. So I didn't have a phone. Well, I had a phone, but it's not like, you know, text message. You had to pay for text messages. <laughs> you couldn't call people because, uh, you know, signal was still always, always has been really crappy out there. Um, and I was just roaming around and I ended up laying on a patch of grass but like everything felt so good because of the vitamins I was on. The wind was hitting. We found I always talk about like the wind at Coachella. It's like it just feels so different when you're at the festival and like that little that breeze, breeze yeah. just yeah. hits and you're just like, ooh. <laughs> like even thinking about it right now it gives me like the chills. So I just sat down and I was like, oh, it feels so nice right here. And I just I laid down and I started doing snow angels in the grass. <laughs> but no one grass was around angels. me. Yeah, I started doing grass angels. Back then, people used to lay down more. Yeah. Like back then, yeah. you walk around, people would be sleeping on the grass. I yeah. feel like now people don't do that as much. No. That's all I want to do yeah. is sit on the damn grass. Yeah. <laughs> the whole yeah. weekend. Yeah, so I started doing grass angels. And then I kind of just vibe out for a little bit. And then I like finally sit up because I snap out of it. And I'm like, oh. I'm alive. <laughs> and then I look around and there's like 10 other people around me doing grass angels with no me. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, we had to talk about it because we were like, dude, that would have been sick. Like now, like it with everybody on their phones, like it would have gone viral. Just like yeah. a bunch of people just doing grass <laughs> angels. But yeah, no, talking about that, I was like, it was a different era. I always tell yeah. Paolo, I was like, I kind of saw it like go from like indie to what it is now. Big time. Yeah. And it's just crazy. That's why I was such a big weekend one fan because i was like no i gotta go weekend one because like in my head it was kind of like those videos when you're like they don't know they're in the presence of a weekend one <laughs> a true weekend one person um to me that was it now i've kind of kind of caved into the weekend two i'm not gonna lie yeah we weekend two i still like so I, I was going weekend one for a long time and then weekend two was 2015 so 2015 we ended up like Oh, let's go weekend two because everyone always we always want weekend one, and then it was like I hated it because we were watching the live stream the whole time, oh, and we live yeah. in the city, yeah. So I'm like, fuck, bro, like we should be there right now. Like yeah. I hate not, not being, being part of it on the yeah. first weekend, you know. Yeah. So then we started just going weekend one, and then in 2022 is the no 2019 is the first time I went both weekends. Mm. Well, that's because I was making the content, yeah. So I was actually making money on YouTube, and I was yeah. like, I can go now. <laughs> I. All my videos and shit pay for my Coachella trip now. Yeah. So I don't really make money on YouTube like year round. Uh, not as much. Like right now, because it's still kind of like the, some of the Coachella videos are still getting numbers, but uh, my average is like $70, $80 on YouTube. Mm, yeah. But during that month, it's like, it blows up. Probably like oh, yeah. a couple grand, bro. Yeah. Like, and that shit pays for my whole trip. Yeah. Nice. So, so then it's like, if, if, that, if, yeah. So it's kind of became like, oh, I create content to go to the festival and yeah. then I monetize a little bit. So it's able to pay for it the It pays trip. off. Yeah, yeah it so pays off. Then it's like, yeah. So um, and then my content kind of niched down to, I niched it down just to Coachella. Now I'm talking about a little bit of other festivals here and there. And then um, I want to start making more consistent content on, on the main channel. Yeah. I, I just reached uh, 10,000 subscribers nice. for the first Congratulations, time. Congratulations, man. Congratulations. Actually last week. So That's huge. Yeah. Like it's been a long time, you know, and. I niche down so much, but also by niching down so much, it's because I, I follow other content 
festival creators, yeah. festival mm-hmm. content creators. And, you know, they talk about, like, oh, EDC and these. But I'm like, I, I usually just go to Coachella. I don't really go to that many festivals, yeah. to yeah. be honest. Yeah. And the only reason I go is I'm, I, I can't, I don't want to spend, you know, thousands to go to all these festivals. So um, by niching down so much, then it's like, okay, cool. It's like such a target audience, like yeah. people that just go to that festival. But then it also puts me in a box, like, oh, fuck, like, what about the rest of the year? Yeah. Like, my content kind of mm-hmm. dies. So yeah. right now um, I'm going to be making some videos about, Besa Mucho and then Power Trip, which is at the same venue mm-hmm. at the Empire Polo Fields. They're going to do. Uh, have you heard of Power Trip? No, I haven't. I was going to ask you about no. it. So it starts in October. It's um, six legendary rock bands it's Metallica, ACDC, oh, wow. Guns N' Roses, Iron Maiden, Ozzy Osbourne, and Tool. Wow. Yeah. So two, two, two artists per day. So two on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Yeah. And um, it's, it's a different layout than Coachella. So they're going to have the main stage. There's going to be a pit area where, like, people are standing. And then there's going to be two grandstands. So, like, like they're going to make seating. Yeah. And, oh, then, wow. and But then general admission is behind that. Mm. Oh. So, it's $600 to sit way in the back. Yeah. Then you got to pay, like, 1000 or 2000 to to get sit the seats. Up, and then, like, 1500 to be in the front. So, it's wow. kind of, like, a super expensive festival. Yeah. Um, it's also but targeting. those are really big bands. It's targeting yeah. an older crowd. You yeah. know, like, yeah. if you're, like, a fan of ACDC, you know, like, more 60-year-olds yeah. could, like, spend more money. But um, they're having... Because the city of Indio actually gave them permits to do five festivals a year. Okay. And they've only done three. So they do two Coachellas and Stagecoach mm-hmm. in April. And they have a permit to do two big festivals in October, but they haven't done shit. They did in 2016 one called Desert Trip. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys heard about it. It was uh, Paul McCartney, The Who, mm-hmm. fucking yeah. Roger Waters, like a bunch of rock bands. Yeah. They did it, and it, I didn't go to that one, but it, it looked pretty cool, yeah. and it was also, like, targeting, like, an older crowd. And they haven't done a festival since because they're, they've they been trying to um, create, like, such an iconic lineup, and it's hard to get all the artists because yeah. they're older, they're yeah. not touring as much. Yeah. So they haven't done it since 2016, so this is the first year they're doing it. And then COVID probably kind of slowed things yeah. down. So yeah. uh, Power Trip is happening, which I made, like, a reaction video to it, and I got, like, 12,000 views. So I'm like, oh, shit. So I made, like, some tip videos for people going to Power Trip. Um, and then probably like a couple more videos of that and then some videos for Besa and Mucho. And then I'm going to start talking about Desert Underground on my main channel, which I, I don't really talk that much, but that's going to be my next step. So that way it's like, I have more videos consistently coming. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a good mixture of things, you know, like different festivals, way to, like different um, genres and stuff. So I feel like that'll bring in a good mix of yeah, viewers. Definitely. And also life advice. Remember yeah. how I was telling you, I, I yeah. want to start just things that I learned about either content or just to try to help people in different ways. Yeah. No, that's, that's good. Cool. That's yeah. dope. I can't wait to see how everything starts evolving for you mm-hmm. and how you incorporate different things. Because it's cool that you're incorporating all that because it's kind of, it gives me the Coachella feel. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's why I, that's why I love the festival so much too. And I think Balk can vouch for me is because you get so much out of your money. Um, and like I was saying earlier, like 2015 for me was a big year for me because that's when I actually appreciated everything. Uh, because it was like, like you said, let me mention right now, ACDC was there. I saw Tame Impala. Yeah. Um, I think Drake was there that year. Uh, Axel and Ingrosso. You know, it was Fluster just... Domino, yeah, it's like size. everything just... It, it was a, a flux of like so many different genres. Mm-hmm. And I remember being at the ACDC set when I was like, wow, like, dude, I just saw like... I was just at like... A, I, I, I was just listening to like EDM right now. Like now I'm here listening to this. Like it's some dope. classic. Shit, yeah, it's, yeah. It's dope to just be there under like one roof, getting to experience so many different genres. Yeah. And at that moment, that's what I was like, wow. Like, is that your favorite Coachella year? I think so. Because it was, it was a year that I was the most sober. <laughs> 
Uh, but it was. What do you mean it was in 2019? <laughs> <laughs> but it was also the year where like I saw all those bands. I actually, had it written down here because I I remember it was like ACDC, Porter Robinson, DJ Snake. It's the first time I saw De Oro and Duke Dumont. Yeah, and it was like just seeing like so many different genres under one roof at at that time. And being so sober that I was just like, wow, this is sick that this is actually going on like right yeah. now versus having to pay, you know, $100 to see this per artist, artist. Yeah. or more, you know, yeah. you're paying, you got, you go to a staple center or whatever, a crypto arena yeah. or whatever it's called. Yeah. <laughs> you got to pay a hundred bucks for ticket and then you got to pay for parking and then you got to pay, you can buy some yeah. drinks inside and you got to make a trip, you yeah. know, it's like. For one art for two hours yeah. of yeah. music, you spent the yeah. same amount of money that you two spent hours. On the that's that's, that's always my argument. You're getting like, thirty six hours. Yeah, yeah. that's always my argument when people are like, "Well, how much is Coachella now?" I'm like, "Oh, well, you know what? I end up maybe end up dropping like maybe twelve hundred for the weekend." Uh, with Airbnb, gas, food, and then the ticket, and then like, damn, that's expensive. And I'm like, yeah, but if you really put it into context, it's like, it's not I'm seeing bad. so many mm-hmm. artists, and if you put all those artists within a year, like you're spending maybe like $700, $800 on just tickets alone. Yeah. yeah. So to me, it's like well worth it. Plus, it's like you get experiences, artists that only come to Coachella or like yeah. mm-hmm. some exclusive shit. Like, for example, 2019, Ariana Grande. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm never going to go to her concert yeah. in my life. Yeah. But she's like, Coachella, I'm going to watch her yeah. set. Yeah. Or Blackpink. It's like targeted towards a younger audience, more international, but also like her their tickets go for like five hundred bucks yeah. for one concert. I'm like they're at Coachella, why don't so enjoy them? You get like the hologram show for the first time in North America with mm-hmm. Eric Prides or Prids, the Tell of Us show. That was the one that I was like, Fuck. so yeah. like I mean, there's just me. so much <laughs> different like that only happened like the Beyonce 2018 performance. Mm-hmm. It only happens at Coachella, and it's like. People would pay so much to even experience that. And that's just one set of like hundreds that you yeah. can watch yeah. over the weekend. Well, like I said that with the Bad Bunny tickets, it's like we yeah. paid a solid 350 for when we saw him here at the Padres Stadium. And like mm-hmm. $200 more, you get a whole yeah. Coachella experience, yeah. you know? So it's all just, the guest performers yeah. and the Grupo Frontera and all that shit. Yeah. And it's crazy. What's to your favorite Coachella of all time? Yeah. It was 2018. 2018. Yeah. Well, that's my. It was my first year, and the, I just feel like the year she went without me. Yeah. <laughs> I always compare it to like I wouldn't know this, but like people say that when you get addicted to drugs, it's because you're looking for the same like feel yeah. from same that high, first yeah. time. I feel like I loved it so much, and every year I go back and I'm like, yes, it's gonna. Not that it doesn't feel the same, but I don't know. I feel like it was the first time I saw Bad Bunny live because mm-hmm. he came out with uh, J Balvin and Cardi B, and to me it was like no. It wasn't the first time I saw him live. It was the first time I saw J Balvin live. And so then, I don't know, it was just like all these different, like uh, Beyonce brought out J Balvin also. Um, so yeah, it was just a lot of t- like m- little moments that I can remember. It wasn't even so much like the big like artists or anything. It was just, just personal. Yeah, personal little moments. And you, like, you wow, said that really you, cool. don't even, you didn't even want to go, and I, right? Yeah, and I wasn't yeah. expecting to like it because I'm not, I don't like crowds. Like, mm-hmm. me encanto. I don't like to yeah. be within a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So I was already kind of like, I'm going very open-minded, but, like, I don't know. I don't think I'm going to love this. And so ever since then, I'm like, I want to go back to Coachella for the rest of my life. (laughs) (laughs) I like the people, bro. Like, you go in there, and it's just, like, a sea of people. You're walking as, like, people crossing you this way, crossing you this way. Mm -hmm. Hundreds of people going every direction, Mm -hmm. speaking different languages. And it still feels spacious. Yeah. Yeah. Right? That's what I like about it, too. Yeah, just... And then that production is getting crazier every year. Technology is getting better. It's wild. It's yeah, crazy. to me, I started to notice it the year that they did the hol- the Tupac hologram. Um, yeah, 
that was like, wow, this is crazy. Like, you've never seen anything like that before. I actually cried on that set because I was like, Tupac. Bro, everybody <laughs> was quiet yeah. because everyone was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, yeah. everyone was just shocked. Like, yeah. what? That this like, is actually this yeah. is crazy. crazy. Yeah. yeah. And now you've seen the level of production, like the Eric Prides and the, it was the drones that he had. Who had drones? Someone had drones. At it was show. Blackpink had drones and uh, Bjork had drones. Was it? Okay, yeah. So I was like, I, remember, I do remember someone seeing uh, having drones, but now seeing like going back to the whole production thing, it's like now seeing it. It's, That's it's a hair wild. attempt. This yeah. year was crazy. Who do you guys watch this year? Oh, no, no. We didn't go this we year. Oh, you didn't go this year. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 2023. We went 20. I'm so confused with my years right now. 2018, 2019. We didn't go 2020. And then 2021 was canceled, right? 2020 and yeah. 21 yeah, were canceled. Yeah, so then so 2022, 2022, we went. Yeah, because that's the, that's, 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 yeah, we're like fuck. This year. Oh shit! This yeah, this year, year we didn't yeah, go. <laughs> this year didn't. Okay. This is the so year that I had FOMO. My... This okay. is the year that I was like, ah, oh, because yeah, that was the Chris Lake and uh, Fisher, yeah, and Fisher B two B, and I was like, I was watching the live, and I was, I was here, and I was crying. I was like, don't talk to me right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, no. So there was this year. This year actually, a lot of the DJs that I wanted to see were there. That's why there's a lot of EDM this year. Yeah, yeah. is that uh, you guys said you guys you guys go to other festival raves or anything? No, not really. really. We San... go here. San Diego has one called Crossed. Yeah. I think I sent it to you. You guys go yeah. oh, with Odessa? Yeah. You guys get to see Odessa? Uh, well, it's going to be in September, yeah. right? September. Yeah, it's September. September. So we haven't, we haven't bought tickets for the same reason. We're like, oh. I, I, yeah. I bought, um, I'm going to go see Odessa. They're yeah. coming to the desert at uh, Akrasher Arena. Nice. Which is like a kind of smaller Staples Center type. Yeah. Um, they're going to have their their tour there. Yeah. So, I, I like, I really, I really, they were just here. No, I, he was at the, yeah. Um, yeah. I really like their sets. Her, her, her year, the 2018 year, the, the year that we opened up the business, that was actually one of the main reasons I really wanted to go. When I saw his set and he had the, he brought out the drummers, yeah, the drummers. and everything. I was like, Oh, why am well, I missing this right now? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I never seen them live, but yeah, yeah I, no, I, I, I didn't see them in 2018. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm late to EDM bro. Like, I missed out on so many Coachella says that I've been like looking back, I'm like, fuck, they played and like they played. Yeah. Because I've been more on uh, hip hop, rock, and um, like that's usually more hip hop and rock. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't know, I never really got into DJs until like the last two years. I feel like I'm starting, I'm barely like learning about yeah. DJs and shit. So um, I'm, I'm like, even now, like I'm, my, I'm listening to a lot more EDM than I used to. Yeah. Before would it was. You, would you ever go to EDC? I had yes, oh, man. I had tickets. I had. Oh, did no. you? I, I paid the payment plan since last year, and then um, I couldn't go. I ended up selling them. Mm. I spent too yeah. much money just like on everything that took Coachella weekends, and then we had a desert underground like two weeks after Coachella, and yeah. and it was EDC was so it was um, desert underground, and the following week was EDC, and I had just spent a bunch of money, and I had a plan for the show, and I was like, there's no, this is not responsible for me yeah. to go yeah. to this right now, so I ended up selling them. But next year, yeah. next this year. This is what being an adult is. Yeah. yeah. Sacrifices. Like, you know, yeah. Too. yeah. But um, yeah, I've never gone to EDC and that's, that's hopefully next year. That's my, my yeah. intentions. Yeah. I, I've never been either. And I feel like that's why I like Coachella so much because you get a little bit of everything. And yeah. I don't know if I could do Just, three full yes. days. Of, you know, like I want to try it. But I want to say like I'd go for a day. <laughs> like I, I'd choose a day. And oh, have you seen the new go, Vegas but... Sphere? Yeah, I oh, do. Yeah, that, that looks, looks cool. super sick. Yeah, it's supposed to be a 4D concert experience. Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah. So like, I keep seeing videos on my TikTok. There's gonna be like uh, like air being blown or yeah. moisture. Wow. Like shit's gonna be moving while you're watching the show, and it's like 
It's yeah. supposed to be crazy. What's so. that? The sesame? Because that's just the, the outside. Sesame. The shit that I've been showing, that's just the outside. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like the inside has it's panels to be like, yeah. and like, I don't know. Yeah. It's well, funny because well, I never well, want to go to Vegas. And now I'm like, oh, I want to go to Vegas because <laughs> I want to see There's it. a future of buildings and yeah. shit. Doesn't just, Coachella have that little area where you, like, you go sit down? And they the have 360 like, dome? Yeah, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, you're just sitting. So it's kind of like that, but like more high end. Yeah. I love it there. It's like, take a quick little... <laughs> so this year they, they didn't have it this year. No, no. they did. They took it off and they they replaced it with um, the espacio. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like another little club, I guess. It was just like they had like a disco ball, and then you go in there and they're just playing like oh that's cool like oh. disco music and and it's kind of like light, kind of like the um, absolute tent. the absolute kind of like that. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. So they people to stay away from the heat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, so yeah, nice during the day. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. It, like he keep creeps up on you it's mm-hmm. too much sometimes but that's why i stay hydrated bro and i yeah. that's why i, I kind of stopped drinking because like i enjoy the shows more now yeah yeah um more energy you remember everything it's the best of both evils because i also had to go to the bathroom every two seconds and yeah then I'm like mid set i'm like oh, i want to stay for this set but i gotta pee <laughs> I haven't peed in four hours <laughs> yeah and hard to camp out yeah because yeah. she, she left midway through the um almost before the weekend came on right um, after uh, Swedish House Mafia, because you really had to pee. No, um, the weekend came out before Swedish House. Oh yeah, it was the weekend you, and Swedish yes, House. You, we you left, left like two songs before Swedish House ended. Yeah, uh, because my my friend had to pee, yeah. but I wasn't even mad about it because the crowd to get because it was leave. the last set, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my like, god, the crowd crazy. to get out. I was like, were you there weekend too? For yeah, yeah, we still we were, me and Jesus were still there. They left. But to get out, I was like, you actually, we stopped at one point and there was no movement. Yeah. <laughs> and it was, just, and I, was yeah. I was standing by the fucking Ferris wheel. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad she <laughs> wasn't there because she you. hates just being like in crowds. Yeah. And I was like, dude, you would have hated it. You, I think you would have died. Like you would have had an anxiety attack. What's like yeah. you guys' favorite artist of all time? How'd this turn into an interview of us? <laughs> to me, and I, we've talked about this. To me, I want Daft Punk to come back. Yeah. So Daft Punk to come back, and I would love. I mean, obviously now we can't see him, but I would have Avicii. loved to see Queen live. Oh. oh yeah, no Avicii too. But I would have loved to see Queen and Avicii live. Oh yeah, that would have been yeah. crazy. Um, I actually really regret like going back to like EDC. I was like, I had tickets to EDC 2010, which is their last year in Vegas. I mean, in LA, the in the Coliseum. And I just went because I just I didn't know what fest- like I said I didn't know what festivals were. I was barely getting into the EDM se- uh, scene, and Dead Mouse was there, and he was my my favorite yeah, artist back then. That time, yeah. yeah. And I just went to go see him. Like I didn't know who else was playing. I didn't see the lineup. Like I just saw Dead Mouse was going. My friends are going. I was like, bet, let's go. <laughs> um, but definitely Daft Punk. Daft Punk, yeah. I don't know. I can't choose. <laughs> <laughs> I like too many of too much. You know, like yeah, I'm just all over the place. I I could name so many artists in different genres that i'm like this person that person and i'd still be like no wait yeah <laughs> so yeah I'm, I'm i'm all over the place but um one of my favorite like djs in person that i've seen is duke demont mm-hmm. like i will see him over and over and over and i will go to all of his shows if i can yeah <laughs> i think he gives a great show but um one of the questions i had for you <laughs> was what <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I know which I think I know what you're gonna oh, ask. <laughs> is if you, oh, never mind. yeah, well, like if yeah. you could choose three artists um, to perform at your next festival, no limitations, who would it be? Three artists, like any no like budget, famous, like you're fa- just yeah, whatever, just, no just limitations, no budget. Throw the best show ever. Yeah, yeah. fuck Kanye for sure. Number one, the headliner. 
<laughs> Kanye is the best yeah. I've seen live, bro. That was. I, I've, I've, I've never, seen him live. Yeah, seen him live. He's the best, bro. But I know he's gone off the rails. But yeah, <laughs> when, when he was peak Kanye, that yeah. fool was badass. So I would pick Kanye just because I fucking love that fool. Um, <laughs> Goddamn, who are the other ones? Kanye, 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 Jesus. Uh, spoken yeah. like a yeah. true Kanye fan. Yeah, Jesus. I want all his personalities to come out. <laughs> Damn. So it would definitely be Kanye number one. Uh, three artists. Damn. Fuck. You know, I really like Flustradamus, bro. I don't think I've ever really, like. They're, they're like yeah. uh, like DJs, but they yeah. do a lot of hip hop, like mixes okay. and shit. They're, yeah. I seen them twice at Coachella, like 2015, 16, mm. I think. But I don't know. That's kind of. They, I just had to pick three. Well, for sure, Kanye. <laughs> Damn. Okay. Damn, this is so hard. Kanye will be at this festival. <laughs> it's put me on the spot. Damn, what's Metallica? Okay. Metallica okay. for That's sure. One, yeah. I I wish they could come to Coachella, bro. Like they're they're so iconic, bro. Yeah. Like their energy is just badass. Um, so Kanye, Metallica. Who'll be the third one? I guess Daft Punk. That's somebody like I've never. I don't know if they'll ever come back. There's always a rumor they're gonna come oh, every year. There's a rumor. That yeah. punk for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So now that we got your your wheel spinning, your predictions <laughs> for, for next Coachella. Coachella? Yeah. Um, we want the <laughs> Let me bring out the list. <laughs> I'm actually working on a video right now. Oh, yeah. I don't want to spoil it. <laughs> no, 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 don't okay. throw it out there. Don't spoil the video. You'll just yeah. have to watch. Now, now you guys. Now that you guys are listening to us, go subscribe <laughs> so you guys can. No, hear I'll tell you some of the names yeah. that are. Most likely, you know, um, for sure, Pesa Pluma. Yeah. So, yeah. Pesa Pluma, he was having dinner or he was like meet lunch with uh, Paul Tillette. Mm -hmm. The the day he performed with uh, Becky G, he mm -hmm. came out as a guest, and then he was seen talking to Paul Tillette, who's like the main guy from Coachella. So, and then now he's been topping the charts. He dropped yeah. the new album. He's selling out tours. Just throughout the you mean he joined yeah. the Illuminati? Yeah. <laughs> Where do I sign? <laughs> so I think Peso Pluma will be there. I don't know. I feel like he's going to be the first Mexican headliner yeah. to ever headline Coachella. That would be huge. That will just create all the headlines. So for Coachella, it'll be like headlines for Mexican artists, for Mexican music. It yeah. just makes like all the sense. Mm -hmm. And also he's topping the charts. Yeah. So it makes sense as a... Like usually they get some of the, the hardest artists of the summer yeah. go play at Coachella. So Pesa Pluma and then Taylor Swift, mm, she think? she I dropped her tour. I did think about that actually. She yeah. dropped her international yeah. tour and she has a month of April open. No mm. dates. And she has like February, March, May. <laughs> so there's a she's big chance. She's making so much money from her it's tour wild, though. Yeah. And she's also one of those artists that's like such a huge following. Like she's she never played at Coachella. So she's going to be she, at Coachella and Stagecoach. Not looking forward to this. <laughs> yeah. So maybe, maybe, maybe her okay, um, other predictions. So if if Peso Pluma comes, which most likely he will, either headliner or subheadliner, mm -hmm. they like to pair um, same genre type thing. Yeah. So Bad Bunny, then you had Rosalia, you had Eladio Carrion. So there's gonna be either Junior H or mm -hmm. Fuerza Regida, maybe Natas. He just dropped a new album. But it'll be or Eslabon Armado. Those are like the okay. the ones that to pair with Pesa Pluma, kind of yeah. like same same genre stuff. Um, I wouldn't be mad if any of them went. I know, honestly, yeah. I think Odessa's yeah. coming. So yeah. Odessa yeah. did their tour this last year. Was the the last goodbye tour? They've been doing like they've been headlining other festivals. Mm -hmm. They've been Coachella uh, Crossroads. I mean, uh, or Cross was it San Diego Cross? Cross, yeah. Cross, yeah. Cross, yeah. I think they were at Cross. They're headlining another festival somewhere in the U.S. I remember seeing them the lineup. 
and they also been doing like a tour. So their tour kind of ends this year. So ending their tour would be like, okay, let's fit, wrap it up with a sick Coachella yeah. performance. They performed at Coachella 2018. So they could actually be a headliner too. They, they were the, you know, has a headliner and then the first name in 2018, they were the first name after the headliner. Oh, yeah, and and, and they had like a drone show. I didn't see it. I didn't yeah. even know who they were. <laughs> but they have their performance on YouTube. I was like, damn, I missed that. Yeah. Like, I didn't know the fuck I was watching. <laughs> so um, I think Odessa is going to be at Coachella. Um, who else? Eddie Zuko, have you guys heard of Eddie yeah. Zuko? Yeah, he's, he's local, thought, yeah. local, right? Yeah. yeah. So Eddie Zuko, he's he's performing in a lot of Golden Voice venues right now. Yeah, and usually who, people who perform at like the Roxy and all these like I've been trying hard to get him on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> that, me too, yeah. bro. That was your fucking ghost to me, dog. Yeah, but you have a whole last picture with him. <laughs> yeah. So he played at, at the Tamale Festival in India last yeah. year, and I met him and like, hey, you're gonna come to the party? Yeah, fool, hit me up. I'll, just let me know. You could come to San Diego, this and that, and then fucking, it's never happening. Yeah, and then, and then he blew up. Yeah. So that was bef- that was like right before uh, we can up. go Eddie Zuko hunting right and now. Then bro. That fucking went viral, and I'm like, God damn it! Yeah. So that's why I've been shooting my shot on Threads right now. Like, if you guys are following me on Threads, like I've been shooting my shot, dude. It's like because I know all these influencers, all these blue check marks right now. They don't have like the following that they have on Instagram. Yeah. So every time they like they'll thread out, I'll be like, Hey, podcast. Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah. Hey, fucking yeah. To be honest, you just gotta reach out. Um, yeah. I've been I started sending emails too, and like mm. uh, most people are, I mean, a lot of times scheduling, but like yeah, just keep being persistent yeah. yeah um but yeah like um eddie zuko i think most likely will be uh who else yeah he blew up too well I, you saw kuko right 2018 i saw well kuko's are 2018 and 2019 yeah but wait like that year 2018 he was like really small yeah, and then he like small. slowly started yeah and the sonorous yeah. we watched yeah, them too saw, yeah, yeah it was a small set yeah. yeah this is amazing <laughs> and then i left early because i went to watch cardi b oh shit. but i remember well, i think me. cardi b might come back too you think so yeah. It's because last time she came, she was pregnant. Yeah. She didn't get a full performance. She was like pregnant. So now she's even huge. Like, oh, Ice, Ice Spice, Ice Spice, Ice, Ice Spice. Yeah. She's like another rapper that's yeah. like super popular. Um, a lot of people are saying SZA too. She's oh, okay. like huge. Um, she might come. Um, Do you think else? the Oro will come back? Um, I don't no. know. Not in the predictions. I haven't really looked, mm. to be honest. Yeah. But he was at EDC, EDC Mexico yeah. and EDC. So And he just dropped some shit with Los Tucanes. And yeah. he's like a, such a fucking rice. Yeah. So I think it would make perfect sense. Like, I hope he's like at the Sahara. Or maybe like an outdoor, like the Chris Lake show. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, I think I, I could see him, to be honest. I, yeah. He was there 2018. And I remember seeing Yeah, and he's so like, much bigger wow. now. So, oh, yeah. And like, especially if you the peso pluma like more mm-hmm. mexican crowd you bring someone like that it's just I, it's I a really, perfect blend i low-key kind of feel like this coachella is going to be a lot geared a lot more geared towards like latinos, latinos. yeah i think so i, I, I can I and then maybe it, like yeah. other latino artists more like reggaeton um i was thinking raul alejandro but he kind of he's not doing good numbers yeah. and shit so um who else i don't really follow reggaeton like that to it, it's it, yeah, this year i feel like it, it was like hard it for fell me to point a little out bit. yeah reggaeton artist Fa- yeah. Uh, fade or something like that fade? oh yeah mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah that, that was um doing pretty good but i don't really no i really feel like it's gonna go more towards like regional like peso pluma fuerza regida yeah I feel like, yeah um latino music always goes goes in Grupo waves frontera too yeah. frontera's huge and, and and they came out <laughs> yeah so like it yeah. just it, it makes perfect yeah. sense yeah. for them um, I had a list, but I don't remember. That's what, like it's the okay. ones yeah. we'll have to tune okay. into yeah, your yeah. episode. We're, we're gonna have to, tune in. We're gonna have to sure. plug in that YouTube right for there. For sure, those um, yeah. those are the ones I've been thinking. Um, who else? Hip hop. Um, Travis Scott. There you go. That's no, the other headliner. Yeah. So you think so? Travis Scott was in the 2020 lineup. Yeah, well, and then, then the COVID. Whole co- yeah, and then oh, 2021 COVID again, and then 2022 
right before right be, yeah right before the so like two months before Coachella lineup the thing on his festival happened so no one wanted to book yeah. him he even he offered Coachella to perform for free instead oh. of getting like the five million they usually get and Coachella said no because of the publicity yeah so it's been like overdue for three four years and he's never headlined Coachella and he's like the biggest hip-hop artist like once it comes to performing yeah um so i could see travis scott coming back and then drake and 21 savages did a, they're doing a tour so i don't know me i don't know i haven't looked into drake but well drake's been a while since he's been a 2015 yeah, he's so year, much bigger yeah. too like so yeah. many hits over the last like 10 years and he's not sad about drake true. no more no <laughs> yeah that year was kind of yeah. kind of let down to yeah. be honest but uh, now he's so much bigger such so many hits so um but travis scott is one of the predictions too yeah. That, that one for sure. So before we start winding down, this was actually a about question that she had. But now, now I'm kind of dying to know is because uh, he's he actually had a bit of, oh, big yeah. impact on me this last the last Coachella we went so 2022. Um, but no, that said, oh, yeah. yeah. But that said, I mean, I was I was rolling hard. But <laughs> <laughs> like that said to me was just wow. <laughs> but uh, Bao wants to know. Well, actually, I want to know too. Why don't you like the weekend? <laughs> <laughs> No, I I like the weekend now. Yeah, now, so, now, now I don't know for the, for the longest time. I was just like I just don't get the weekend. I yeah. just don't get the weekend. I just and then I saw him this year. Yeah. So during the Metro Boomin set, yeah. um, he came out, and I was like really close to the front because I was like, oh, Met, like the Metro Boomin had a really good set yeah. too. So like yeah. the weekend opened it up, and like everyone's singing around me. I'm like, damn, this was badass. And <laughs> now I, I like him now. Okay, so. he's he's on my good list. So now. that's kind of how what happened. No, to but me it's too. it's yeah. to be honest, it's. I used to be more of a hater back then. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't appreciate... Like, if I... I would just say shit like that. Like, yeah. oh, if, I don't care about the weekend. But, like, I'm not, like, giving him Too a chance. Yeah. I'm not looking at his music. I'm not like, oh, fuck, that's actually good. Like, I would just judge something just to judge it. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. But I feel like a lot of people were on that. Like, when he first came out, when he was, like, super was emo. Sad boy. Like, I liked him, though. But I was also a sad boy. <laughs> <laughs> but then he went through that when he broke up with Selena Gomez. And he kind of... That was, like, 2018. 2018 when yeah. you saw him. And he, he was, like, like, cried yeah. on stage. And I was like, God. Yeah. And then, <laughs> that's, and then yeah. his set, when he had the uh, the set, next to the swedish house and i was like that holy was really cool. shit this yeah. is this is pretty dope uh but i guess that's what illuminati does you know but <laughs> <laughs> well isn't he like the most streamed artist on spotify I think so. number yeah, one in the I world saw yeah. something like that yeah it, yeah that is he's just every hit every time he does anything is a hit so yeah no I, I i like him now but not for the for a while i didn't like him but now it's like i just appreciate music like i, I don't hate on anybody some things might not be for me but before when i was younger i would be more of a hater i guess yeah. or mm -hmm. just talk shit about i don't know it's like what's the point you know yeah it's called growing up yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maturity growth, growth. growth. <laughs> so funny. we're gonna start wrapping things down i know we could we could go forever like yeah. when, whenever we have like podcasters and stuff on this is like i know you can go forever bro. oh yeah because yeah. <laughs> it can you, you, yeah because you, well, you get to that point in the podcast where it's just, everything's flowing you're like all right this is it but you got to start winding down eventually yeah. you know uh if not i mean this would be like a six-hour podcast Sorry, um, Jesus. Sorry, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> when he hears this, he's going to be like, damn. It's a lot of fucking energy, bro. Yeah. Um, luckily, that's why we're only on audio right now, though, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but eventually, I keep promising the listeners. We're, we're running in video. I know. I'm sorry, but we're going to get it. We're going to get there. We know you like to watch more than you like to listen. <laughs> yeah. Um, so as our wind down, I always like to hit the guests with these, with these questions. Um, if you could go back in time and... Have a conversation with young Angel. At what age would you go to? What would you say and why? Like, what were you going through? What was going through? What was going through your head at that time? So I, I thought about this. Um, I would go back to 
to those early YouTube days, like mm-hmm. 2010. But it, it's also, then I was thinking, like, why would I say that? It's because you see what happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, of course, like, oh, you could say, oh, I invest in Bitcoin, dog. Like, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. because we know what happened, yeah. you know? So it's it's kind of like, you would go back to tell yourself that, but that is because you saw, like, the how big things got. So yeah. the only thing would be, like, go back. T- so not a specific age, but just, like, whatever you're doing, to stick to it and then try to just make it better and stay consistent. Yeah. So like if I go back to when I started creating content, if I would have stayed making Call of Duty videos, if I would have stayed consistent for three years, upload something new every week, you know, like something could happen or whatever it was. Even like when I was doing book reviews, I wasn't really that consistent. If I was doing like a book review every week, I never missed a day, Mm -hmm. then bigger things would have happened. So you could always go back because you know the outcome of how things happen in the world. But like, it would be like whatever you're doing, just try to stay as consistent. And it could be working out. It could be going to work. It could be whatever it is. Because if you just stay consistent every single week, whatever job, health, whatever it is, like good things happen. Yeah. So that would be just stay consistent. Were, were you doubting yourself like back then when you were posting the videos? Like you were like, damn, this isn't, this isn't me. This isn't going to hit. What am I actually doing? Like, So it was more like... I knew it wasn't that, so I never felt comfortable with my content until like last year. Oh wow! For real, to be honest, like, <laughs> wow. well, not not that not comfortable, but like, where I'm like, okay, this is actually really good, you know. Like for the longest time, I was like, it's good, but it's also kind of mid. But you know what? Like, let's just try to make it better. Mm-hmm. And then since last year, like, I'm like, okay, the quality's getting better. Okay, I'm more retention. I'm trying better with editing, maybe subtitles, maybe graphics, maybe B-roll. So, um. I guess I always knew that it could be better, but I didn't know. Maybe I didn't have the skills of editing or the life experience. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, I always like I always knew that things could be better. So not that I didn't know myself. I just knew it wasn't the content wasn't good enough. I guess. Yeah. In my own head, though, you know. You're you're always gonna be your toughest critic. Yeah. You're always gonna be your toughest critic. And then, uh, what's been the worst and the best advice you've been given? The worst advice and the best advice. Yeah. So the the worst advice is to not get started until you have like a good plan. So again, it's the same thing. It's it's kind of opposite of what I said. Mm-hmm. If you just like think about it and do it right from the get-go, you'll probably achieve things faster. But also if you never even start because you're waiting for perfection, you can't get over that hump. So yeah. um, I guess the worst advice is like waiting to make it perfect but there's no such thing it's like just put it out there into the world and then the world kind of like lets you know how it is and you also judge yourself i guess on that and then best advice um damn, i remember best advice best advice someone's giving me i guess just going back to football like just showing up so just showing up i guess just yeah. keep showing up and trying to put in the work like they say put in the reps um even if you're not getting the credit so a lot of the things um why I don't care and what I've done so many videos and a lot of them, most of them flopped and most of them don't do well. And I just kept going is because of being an offensive lineman. Yeah. So we're fucking, I showing up to practice and I told you my high school wasn't good at football or whatever. Mm-hmm. I never miss a practice. I never miss weight room. I was in every meeting, you know, busting my ass off, doing all the workouts, everything. And then we would fucking lose. Like <laughs> we're losing, like we're getting blown out. And then I have to show up the next day from film Yeah. and I would show up and then I would show up to practice and you know, like, that I feel like gave me a lot of like, damn, I'm trying and working so hard and we're fucking losing and you just keep showing up. So like, I think that gave me a lot of, um, to keep going. So discipline. Yeah. discipline and just like, just keep showing up. So I don't know. 
Yeah. That would be it. That's good. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Yeah. Well, appreciate you guys. Honestly, that was a great part. I know. Uh, I could be here all day. I know. Like I said, I know. I, <laughs> I can, I can too. Soon. Honestly, I can too. Uh, trust me. It's like well, cancel I gotta, all I gotta, our plans. You, I got to have you guys on my podcast. No, no, most definitely. We'll definitely make the trip out there. Yeah. I, you know, I really want to appreciate, I, like I said, I appreciate you and, and, and your wife, Alex, for making the trip down here. Um, we'll also be making a trip to your next event. Oh, yeah, most definitely. I know. Oh, yeah. Sure. yeah. But right. for sure, the next one you guys announced will. Yeah, no, 22nd is her niece's uh, birthday. Uh, birthday. So we couldn't make it out. We were talking about it actually. We were like, damn, he's having one this month. But we definitely need to make plans for the next okay, one. For sure. I, know, I know you said you're not going to have one during the summer because it does, it does get pretty hot out there. Maybe so. maybe in August. Yeah. Maybe in August. Okay, but I'll let so you guys yeah. know. Yeah, sure. We have a lot of music loving friends. Too, yeah. So no, yeah, we, <laughs> we do. We do. Uh, but I definitely really do appreciate you guys for taking the time out your day and, and scheduling us and yes. making the trip down here. Um, like, you know, we talked about it's hard getting guests out here sometimes, scheduling, it happens. But uh, I really do, from the bottom of my heart, I really do appreciate you guys for, for pulling up. And I really do hope you give yourself the flowers, man. <laughs> I really do hope you take a step back and look at the community you've built, the community you're building, and the platform that you have, you know, that, I mean, bro, you started reviewing books. Like, that's <laughs> that's the wild. The fact that you were reading. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we're just apes. We're yeah. just fucking apes at this point. But before we end, <laughs> do you want to uh, leave the listeners with anything? Where can they find you? Next events? Uh, anything you got planning? I know we talked about it a little bit, but. Yeah, so uh, next event would be July 22nd in Palm Springs at 420 Bank. And then um, just on social media. So Coachella Angel on Instagram and on threads. Follow yeah. me, threads. <laughs> follow me Keep threads. up with the <laughs> uh, YouTube is uh, Angel Chavez on YouTube and um, Angel Chavez Podcast. I have my other YouTube channel. And then Desert Underground is my other YouTube channel. So I have I do too much sometimes. Platforms for days, yeah. Just follow all my platforms. Links will be in the bio somewhere. So. Yeah, yeah. No, we always say that. Yeah. We always bio. say it now. Now I got to the point where we're like, if you can't find anything on my bio, then you have major issues. <laughs> <laughs> but guys, again, I really do appreciate you and Alex for pulling up. Um, well, thank you guys, man. It's it was. I mean, like I said, I'm. I, I took out my shoes. Yeah, no, we're homies now. Yeah, this is, yeah. Like we're watching this, Netflix yeah. after this. <laughs> no, Getting we're friends food. now, yeah. And this is what I truly like. You know, I, I, I always say this, and I know our, our listeners get tired of listening to this, but originally, the original plan for Vivek and Well was as, as a podcast, because I don't know if you know, but we first started as, as a clothing brand, but then I transitioned it into a podcast. Um, the original plan was to have me and guests. But then I was like, you know, the whole the conflict with the scheduling and stuff. And then like lowly, low key, I was just like, you know, what? I also want people who are going to bring value and, and quality and people who I actually vibe with, you, you know, like, with, you know, yeah. pe people are going to reach out to you for the clout, for the exposure and stuff like that. But that's not what I wanted now. The people who I bring on, it's the people who are like I we actually vibe with and we've connected. You and I have been talking. Clearly, you guys are the same person. Yeah, <laughs> you know we've been clearly we, vibed. We we, we we connected on Instagram, and you know it wasn't one of those like, hey, I'm gonna DM him real quick, ask him to see the pod, and leave it at that until the next time. It's like you know now on Threads, yeah, I think you're like my number one fan. <laughs> Every time you post something or I post something, we're both reacting to it, you know. Um, and you know now it's more like the quality of the person that I'm bringing on. Um, yeah. so now everybody who I have on is like, I really want to like share that. Like, thank you so much for connecting with us and, and vibing with us and staying true to the brand, you know, and staying true to yourself. And like I said, I'm not going to get tired of this. I hope you give yourself your damn flowers. bro. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> no, thank you guys. No, I appreciate yeah. it. Now keep going with the podcast. Like, well, the next step would be making videos and yeah. clips and no, I mean, we're, we're going to yeah. keep growing together and have you guys on the platform. 
hopefully uh, Death Underground. Definitely. Maybe yeah. at Coachella next year we'll see each Definitely. other. Yeah. Besame mucho. Yeah, everything. Yeah. That, all of we're, always, yeah. we're around each other yeah. somehow. We're fucking, <laughs> yeah. It's gonna, in the future, it's going to be like, we're going to find the picture where like Mario's going to be in the background. Yeah. And it's just like, look, we were there. <laughs> Uh, but guys thank you so much for tuning in like we just said you can find us um on every single platform because i have adhd and i'm on everything <laughs> everything's going to be linked in our link tree you can find uh angel and all his content we'll link everything definitely on every single clip uh like per usual um so share like subscribe if you like to comment share like subscribe on angel's channels on everything that he does and <laughs> can go down forever um and remember guys to always live your best life fight your fears at the end of the day the only thing that re you regret are the things that you didn't do so vive con huevos guys we love you peace bye bye ¿Estás listo para convertir tus mejores ideas en un negocio en línea exitoso? Te presentamos Shopify. Tal vez no lo sabías, pero nuestro podcast More Than Mummies es un negocio y lo empezamos, por supuesto, para desahogarnos y hablar sobre la maternidad, no para convertirnos en expertas de ventas y del e-commerce. Así que sí, necesitábamos ayuda para vender nuestro merch y poner en marcha nuestra tienda. ¿Y cómo suena con Shopify? Llegó otra venta. Shopify es la plataforma de comercio que está revolucionando millones de negocios en todo el mundo. Ya seas un emprendedor desde tu casa o desde donde sea, Shopify es la única herramienta que necesitas para iniciar, administrar y hacer crecer tu negocio sin dificultades. Con Shopify puedo gestionar pedidos, envíos y pagos desde cualquier lugar, brindándote toda la información y estadísticas de tus ventas al detalle. Regístrate para un periodo de prueba con tan solo un dólar al mes en shopify.com barra sonoro. Todo en minutos. Ve a Shopify.com barra sonoro para llevar tu negocio al siguiente nivel. Shopify.com barra sonoro.